the levels are right. Yeah, hit me with that. You hit me with that, and then fucking, and then start. <laughs> I hit with a little gift of the magi reference, a callback. <laughs> gift of the, the magi. It wasn't even a. <laughs> the best is like that was almost the most tenuous connection to the gift of the magi we could have with one, and it. But it still, you still knew what I meant. There was still like something connecting it. There's no, there's yeah. no, I never know. Which... <laughs> Have you ever read Gift of the Magi? No, but you gave me the summary of okay. it one time on a podcast. Yeah. I'm surprised you ever read nah, it. No, it's not. Well, well it's, oh, Henry. It's like, you know, it's, it's like a story about like things being ironic, like that Alanis Morissette song. It's like rain on your wedding day. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, one of them sells their hair to buy the to buy the pocket watch chain the and chain. Then the other one sells the watch to buy the comb for the beautiful hair. Spoiler alert, sorry about ruining the gift of the magi, the classic O. Henry story. But how does that have to do how does that have anything to do with the fact <laughs> that we watch the OC at the same time? Because it's like anytime there's any sort of like coincidence or anything that's how like, it's not even a coincidence it's recording day and we both watched the <laughs> yeah, show but you were like yeah but i was like i watched the OC, and you were like oh i watched it like 20 minutes after you and i was like uh oh, gift of the magi <laughs> you said it's no like, you said i watched the oc in the bathtub <laughs> I, did. I did and i did and then that's you said so oh, i started it why you don't like I taking just baths I don't no, I don't like taking baths. Why? Baths. Is that a... <laughs> <laughs> what what kind of accent is that? That is you've been in Rhode Island too long. Baths. I don't a vase. <laughs> I don't want to sit in my own filth. You just put some carrots and some potatoes in there. <laughs> the <Little> chicken broth. <laughs> Seasoning, you add that seasoning. Yeah, yeah. Put some match hands on top there, you know. <laughs> I love a bath; it makes me relax. I have a good reason for it. Then you're gonna feel bad for making fun of me for taking a bath later when I get to my not dying. No, I'm so, not. I you promise you, I'm not right. going to. All right, fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my J home impersonation tonight. Okay, <laughs> sure. Which is no pit, no pity for anyone else, and no remorse <laughs> about it. That's just a character I play. I don't really do that. <laughs> yeah, but you're like Kanye or Andy Kaufman. Like you've you've gone so deep into character. That you I've can't lost come myself. <laughs> I, I I I uh in my memories that thing that uh, somebody's meme that was like when everyone else shares their Spotify, you're in rap. I'm like, oh, that's so stupid and boring. But <laughs> when I share mine. Oh great! Here I am, the the protagonist of life, sharing my shared experience. I'm like the protagonist of life. It's so great. These these people need to know they're supporting characters. They are. That's why I'm behind the desk. That's why I'm on the couch. Yeah, you almost slipped up and said behind the desk. So that's what you. That's what you. Yeah, but what I what I meant was on the on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to start out strong? I do. I got Anytime. one. I got one that just fucking pissed me off when I thought about it today. I was mad. thinking maybe you'd go holiday. Thing no, no, time. no. Next week I will. We got another episode before the holiday, don't we? 
And it's Christmas. I mean, the next episode record date is Christmas Eve. Shit, we might have to record on like Wednesday next week. I mean, I ain't going nowhere from here for the holiday, so. I don't. I still don't even know what I'm doing. So let's just, you know. Yeah. Let's just hear your non-holiday I... themes. <laughs> well, now I feel like I should do it. The holiday <laughs> one. No. Okay. No, we can. We'll record again. All right. We got to give the people what they want. Oh man, I had something I have to have you listen to. Shit. All right, we have to do all this next week, I guess, for this thing because I have a, I have a surprise for you. Oh, we'll get to the I'm magi. Send it to you here, like right now, if you can listen. Anyway, let me let me do this first, and we'll handle that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. You and me, we come from different worlds. I took some, and then when I took at other girls, dolphins make me cry. I only want to be with Groove. You know what that song is. <laughs> that the Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah, it is. Yeah, fuck it, fuck that song. Fuck Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> oh, you know, I. Oh, so, so here we are. I fi- I knew you were a Hootie and the Blowfish fan. I knew it. No, no, I got a story for no, you. No, I'm just saying. Crack review. That one album was pretty good. <laughs> here, I, I you there? Why are you cutting out? Is it because you're laughing so loud? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I won't even tell the story. No, tell the story. Tell it. You know, so the gym uh, in our old location, right? Yeah. Um, we were inside of a building that had a CrossFit gym in it. Yeah. And when the CrossFit gym was open there was no way for us to lock the door to our room. Right. It never really presented a problem because it's not like anybody's trying to steal the, like, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't a big deal. It was just uh, like, it was a part of, it was a part of it. Um, and one day <laughs> we had a, every now and again, we'd have people come and train with us on what we call a punch card. Right. So if you prepay for 10 sessions, you can, train with us like you you just prepay for 10 sessions so you're not doing a monthly membership usually you string that out over the course of five to ten weeks you know? yeah yeah a lot of people do that they come and go as they please and um <clears throat> we had this guy that was a uh he's a really cool dude i like him a lot he's real he's just like down to earth guy just a general dude mm-hmm. you know yeah um and he was doing that with us which is a man and um Anyway, you know, time goes on. He he'd been a couple times, and he transitioned over to be a monthly member. And every now and again, he was like, "Hey, do you mind if I come in and train on my own?" You know, to get work done. My still doesn't. Hold on, hold on. Your team, your team, paying in real bad right now. God damn it! He try it now. Are you there? Yeah. All right. Try now. We're good. No, it's still it's still team paying. Why is this happening? Um, I don't know. All right, now it sounds a little better. Where was I in the story? Uh, the dude, cool dude. Yeah, cool dude. Whatever. He he transitioned from being a punch card to a monthly member. Yeah. And uh, we had a competition coming up. Most of these people on a punch card, they'll 
they'll do a punch card for a period of time. And then if they want to do a competition for like a month or two, they will be a regular monthly member to get prepared for the competition. Yeah. And um, I come in one day and we only have the one iPad with the Spotify. And I came in one day and I was like, who was listening to Hootie and the Blowfish? <laughs> and I, it drove me crazy. Yeah. I, I started asking everybody that was a member of the club. Like nobody, nobody owned it. And I, you know, I, first thing I did was text my partner who was coaching the night before. I was like, did you listen to Hootie and the Blowfish last night? He was like, no. I need to know who listened to Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> I was like, I have to know. And it, it took me a month before I asked this guy who, you know, I did not think would have been listening to Hootie and the Blowfish <laughs> while weightlifting. And he was like, yeah, man, that was me. Man, Hootie gets me hyped up. <laughs> Hootie gets me hyped up. I'm gonna. That's gonna be the episode name. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> Isn't Ninja T our, our super fan Trip? Yeah. He's from. Didn't he? Or no, it was you who used to see Darius Rucker at Red Lights and stuff. Yeah, I was in Columbia at the University of South Carolina when uh, they. It, soon after their huge success and they were all still living there, you know? Um, uh-huh. and I would see Darius Rucker. He had like a murdered out, uh, BMW, like all black with the black rims and everything. And I would pull up next to him at the stoplight all the time. What's up, Hootie? I would say. He said, I'm not Hootie. I'm Darius. <laughs> I'm That's one of the, have you ever seen Jerry Maguire? Yeah. <laughs> Rod Tidwell. He's like that, that little white kid. It's like, are you Hootie? <laughs> He's like, I'm not, oh. I'm not Hootie. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so, oh, so mad about yeah. it, which I would be too. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. See, the thing is, like, everybody's always, you know, all the time, like, all the time, they're like, Joey, you know, you grew up in the era, like, you went to high school when music was so good, you know? You had grunge and 90s rock and alternative stuff, and Smashing Pumpkins and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but the flip side of it is we had shit like Hootie and the Blowfish that was huge, you know? So it all comes out in the wash. Like, Hootie and the Blowfish was like the biggest thing my my senior year of high school. It was gigantic. You know, they're from Columbia, South Carolina. You know, we were not far away from there. Everybody was like, oh, I love Hootie. And me and my friends were like, this sucks. This shit sucks. (laughs) I mean, look, man. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not as far on that edge of the continuum as you are with the hate on Hootie. I think you probably have a copy of Cracked Review somewhere. I don't have a copy of Cracked Review, but I will. I will hold your hand. (laughs) Hold my hand. I got to tell you. Yeah. Hold my hand. I like that when he comes over the top. My friend said that like he was like he was doing like so before Hootie got big, he said that he was kind of like a, a guy that like would book bands for like parties and stuff, you know. And he said that like all the time it would be like, "Oh fuck, Hootie and the Blowfish is here." Oh shit. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Whatever, we can get for them. They made a lot of money. They 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 invested it wisely. They're all rich. They didn't they didn't uh, squander their money like most most uh, rock stars. You know why? <laughs> why? 
Because they weren't fucking rock stars. No, they they knew it wasn't going to last that long. Now, Darius Rucker's still got a career going on, you know? Doing country these days. He is, man. He does that fucking annoying song, Wagon Wheel. So he is... is, I was just about to say it. Like, I'm not that mad at Hootie and the Blowfish, (laughs) but Darius Rucker cover Wagon Wheel just crawls up my spine. I just... Wagon Wheel was kind of fun the first... 5,000 times I heard it. And then the next 1 million times I heard it was like, eh, I'm good. And, you know, look, for our New England listeners, what you don't, what you might need to understand is every single wedding in the South has Wagon Wheel as a part of the reception song. So if you go to, you know, you go to any wedding so south of Mason Dixon, yeah. east of the Mississippi, you're going to hear Wagon Wheel at least once, sometimes twice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Rock me mama. <laughs> Rock me mama like wagon. Oh, oh. Just no. Come on. Come on, people. So, I feel like we got some housekeeping to do. We do. We got a lot of housekeeping. Why don't you start it off? We got to, do, do you think we have a number one fan? Mm. I, uh, well, do you? Nah. Uh, no, you don't. That, that wasn't really a response. That was like a, a guttural sound. <laughs> eh, eh. Like, nah. Um. Well, I think that. Have we ever given it to Sydney by herself? Yeah, I think we did. Did we? I, th- I think so. I think that it was like kind of lame though. Okay, I go think on. We should give it to her because she she messaged me. I, th- I I thought she messaged both of us, but I guess she just messaged me on Instagram. Oh and- no, she. I think she. No, I got a message. I and then I screenshotted it and I put it in my notes. You probably got the same one. I, I did. guess I I don't really know how Instagram's messaging kind of eludes me, so I don't know if like we both got it or she sent separate messages or whatever. But anyway, I thought you were on there, but you weren't. Uh-huh. But I guess we got the same message. She was like basically saying like she thought that we were somehow she thought that we were like besmirching wham's christmas song you know last christmas i'm gonna try to i'm trying to pull out the message i'm gonna see if i've got it yeah yeah oh i've got it you ready yeah 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 i'm I'm pulling up too because i I respond i'd like the gentleman of iolts to know this is my this is the elite christmas song (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> As I've been sitting in the driveway listening to it on repeat. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think I got that message with you, but when I replied, it just replied to her, maybe. Uh, but anyway, yeah. She so she I, yeah, she was saying I, that. I don't think she created. I don't think she created like a group, a group message. It was thing. just yeah. So I responded. Yeah. I said I got no beef with Wham. And she <laughs> said I was so scared you were gonna. And I was like nah. And she said we cool. I said, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to know. I mean, I don't know what would make her think that I, uh, that, that I wasn't pro wham, you know? Well, I, think, I love last Christmas, know. man. We, I used to have a, a, one of those keyboards that played last Christmas as the demo. You know how hype that was? So good. Um, <laughs> I'm down, I'm down with Wham, man. I'm a, George Michael appears to me sometimes like one of those Force ghosts from uh, Star Wars, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know like, you know, like Yoda and 
Obi-Wan, Anakin, they show up. And, yeah, every once in a while, I see George Michael, you know? Fair enough. He's I mean, like, I believe you. He's like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. Like, I know that song. Yeah. But I can't remember last time I listened to it all. Yeah. Like, I don't know that I've, I mean, I'm sure I've listened to the whole thing before, but I don't know that I've intentionally listened to the whole thing. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, mean, I, I well, I don't see how you've avoided it, but you probably just don't remember, I guess. But like, I like it because we, I mean, last episode we were talking about so, con, more contemporary Christmas songs and even though it's in the eighties, it's a little more contemporary than a lot of the songs, you know, that are popular. I just like it that it's different. It's got cheesy eighties synthesizer in it and whatever. A lot of people shit on it and make fun of it. There's a game where you try to avoid listening to it all year or all, you know, holiday or whatever, but I I'm, I'm down for it. Cause it's different than the same old, like, you know, same old shit. It's different. It's not like everybody's jingle bell and then snow is falling. It's like, He's talk. He's mad. Somebody, you know, somebody let him down. I like the beat. Yeah, that's why it was like you can imagine when when that Casio keyboard of mine would would kick off on that with this little you know little synth drum in it. I would. I, that's part of the the charm of it. Down, you know. I'm down with that. So, I and so I think that we should give it to Sydney, even though we've had it before. I think we should properly give it to Sydney because uh, second thing is you excluded her from the IOLTOS group message on Instagram. Oh my god! Oh my god! Which is a thing that's happened now. There's a there's a, a whole IOLTOS Instagram message chain. If you want to be a part of it, message us. Uh, if you're cool well, enough, it, we'll add you. But if you're not, then we won't. So here's okay, 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 okay. 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 So <clears throat> I didn't, I, at no point have I intentionally excluded anyone. Okay. okay. Number one. It just seems like, you know, you know, you excluded her from number one fans. Don't you, don't you, and then I mean, what, what, don't you, don't how, you, how can I do just, anything you're else? Just, you're standing on the back of the boat, just throwing <laughs> fish heads in the water. <laughs> Just try to chum hey, the man. fucking water. You knew what you were doing when you added me to that Instagram message group. I'm gonna go. You had a choice. I'm gonna go delete it. I'm gonna go delete it. <laughs> nah, I'm friends with all those guys now, so. No, I, yeah. I, I, Kyle, Kyle texted me individually and said, "Well, I wanted to go my whole life and never know what Joey looked like." <laughs> yeah, but what a surprise! What a nice surprise, though. I'm, I'm gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> he said and i hate this for me he said a long time ago when he first started listening to the podcast he's like you know joey's got a great voice <laughs> sounds like he knows what he's talking about he uses great language i basically just like i believe everything he says <laughs> wow dangerous yeah yeah, but le- like, needless wow. to say, or maybe necessary to say, you fucking stand on the back of the boat, throw fish heads <laughs> in the water, trying to get sharks coming around. Well, those guys already stirred it up, you know, when they were, they alerted me to the fact that she wasn't in there. 
And then I even said, a, "Hey, wait, why wasn't she in here?" And then, and then oh nothing. It wasn't addressed. She didn't get added or anything. No, I'm fucking. I'm going to add her right now. Okay, I'm going to fucking right, add her well. right now. I don't even. You're gonna have to delete all the bad things you said about her in there first. Though. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to see that stuff. No. God, here's the problem with uh, Instagram <clears throat> group chats. Okay, they're group chats. Um, That's the problem. <laughs> number one, that's the problem. But number two, um, there's a limit to how many people can get added. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, know that. so there's only so many people. Um, I'm typing in it right now. <laughs> Live on I'm the putting air. It just... I wish we could just like stream stream this to the, to the Instagram message. Dead air. Are you there? So, there you yeah, go. I'm here. Okay. Well, that got really loud. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, we're good. All right, well, let's move on to the next thing so we don't, so I don't get sold out anymore. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm a little bit like, you know, you didn't consult me before adding me to this, uh, this group chat, and it's caused a, a burden on my life because I have to wake up in character now. You know, usually I'm just laid back, you know, my, my off-air J-Ho. And, uh, you know, now I got to I gotta be entertaining. I got to be funny for these. These guys have an expectation, you know? I would say guy and, <laughs> guys and girls, but, you know, we've you know, Cindy didn't get added. So. Um, yeah, we. It, I have to, you know, I have a standard to uphold. They're looking at me like, you're always funny, so... You know, if I say if I make a misstep and I'm not funny, they're gonna be like, "Oh, they're gonna be really disappointed." You know? You know what I mean? I think uh, I, 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 I do not think that I think you're being absurd. <laughs> you think I'm being absurd? Yeah. Why? Yeah, everybody knows you're not funny. What? I'm hilarious. You're that's jealousy, right there. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 154 of I Only Like Their Old Stuff, the podcast where we answer the question, what's the hype? <laughs> I'm J-Ho, and with me is Grieve. Hey, uh. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, so, you know, we got a, uh, we got a, uh, you know, guys, it's loud in here. There's people yelling out in the other room. Um, yeah, so here hey. we are. More, inst more, uh, more uh, housekeeping, I guess. We got any more housekeeping? Uh, oh, well, so in that group chat, speaking of Christmas songs and Christmas music and whatnot, you know, <clears throat> Sydney with the Wham saying that's her, that's her favorite Christmas song. Kyle found that Shaggy has a Christmas album? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was brought up today, I think. No, that was yesterday. That was yesterday. Was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Was yesterday. So Kyle texted me today. <laughs> he sent me a he sent me a song to listen to. It's a drummer boy featuring Buster Rhymes from Justin Bieber. Oh, I've heard that. That's a good track. I'm into he said, that. It's trash, but it's Buster Rhymes, so it's fine with me. <laughs> so yeah. like I guess Kyle's just out here finding contemporary <laughs> Christmas albums. Doing the research right for us. 
doing the research <laughs> for us. Now I, you know, you know me, you know, you know, I'm a believer. I love some Justin Bieber, but the thing is, like, yes, that was a song that was recorded and it's contemporary, but ain't nobody requesting it. Ain't nobody singing <laughs> no. it, you know, and and it, and it's just a cover of an old song, you know. I'm talking about where's the new damn Christmas song, you know? Like, that's right. That's not that's just right. like this, the, some old song, you know. Great, I, I'll listen to any any cover of an old Christmas song that has Buster Rhymes on it. Sure, I'm into it, but that doesn't count, you know. Ninja T sent some article about why there's no new Christmas songs. Yeah, I read it. It was interesting. It was like basically like people are like their the familiar f- familiarity of the old stuff, which you know, uh-huh. as as a podcast called, I don't like their old stuff. I can respect that. Um, but I feel like that has to hit a wall at some point, no? Where it's like at some point the generation is like, well, we're not going to listen to this Christmas song from the 1800s anymore. But maybe not. I'm not sure. I mean, you know, it, it made a compelling seen. argument. It did, but um, you know, I, I feel like that's, I, you know, I just think it's. I think that the material is the same shit over and over again. We got sleigh bells. You got your Santa Claus, maybe. You got some snow. You know, maybe a Christmas tree. Yeah. Some be- maybe maybe some bells if you're trying to get fancy with it. <laughs> You know, little s- silver bells. You know. Oh, you said silver bells. I said jingle bells. Jing- well, there you go. Jingle and so- the variation, any variation of bells. You know. You know, don't sleep on that Barbara Streisand jingle bells. Uh, I won't. I definitely won't. Have, do you have you? Do you know it well enough to know what it sounds like? No, I don't. But I, 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 I love Babs. She goes so fast. Yeah. She she's like jingle bell jingle bell jingle all the way. <laughs> she's like she's like Twista. Is she just Twista on it? <laughs> this is that Barbara Streisand with Twista. <laughs> That's great. Featuring Twista. We got it's true. No, it really is. It's like a rap. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm here for it. Um, we definitely got a lot of mentions about why we didn't bring up Michael Bublé. <laughs> to which I said Bublé. He said Goulet. <laughs> yeah, it's a callback to the old uh, SNL Goulet sketch. That's what always makes me think of. Buble. My mom loves I, loves Buble, you know? like it's, I think everybody's mom loves Buble. But, I mean, yeah, that's that's who he's there for. That, moms and, and Ninja T. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> moms and Ninja T. Hey, some of them dudes on that Instagram message said they were into it, so... Uh, it's fine. Well, that makes sense. What? A, yeah. Sense. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't know why. Like, it was relevant for us not to mention. I guess they're. I guess they're making the point that he has contemporary Christmas music. But once again, most of his songs are just really good renditions of old songs, right? Yeah. He doesn't have. I mean, he's not. Yeah, he doesn't have anything on par with like the, you know, Train's new Christmas songs. As far as new stuff, right? Or Shaggy. Or Shaggy. <laughs> I was, uh, I almost sang that Train Christmas song, but maybe I'll sing that next week. Um, I mean, I, you know, look, I cannot wait. I think you should put together a medley. 
uh, medley songs to sing. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just make up my own contemporary Christmas song and sing it next week. There we go. Yeah, because nobody's going to like it anyway. Yeah. So you may as well do a new one. Jingle bells and silver bells and snow and shit. Santa Claus is mad at you. See? There it is. <laughs> Part of it. It's coming together. Um, The other uh, housekeeping I had was that... uh. Your boy C Breeze has made a new song for us. Oh no! It's Christmas themed, so I, I I didn't prepare it for this week, but I think I'll just save it for next week's episode and just have it be the intro. And I'll but I'm gonna send it to you beforehand so that you can hear it. Oh no! That's <laughs> you said. Oh no! <laughs> you know you said oh no because you know it's probably gonna sell you out. I won't say whether it does I'm, or not. I'm sure it does. Yeah. I'm sure it's it a does. quality track. It's good. He put a lot of effort, to, effort into it. Um, yeah, we'll we'll get to it. We're gonna get into this hype. Um, <laughs> oh, one other thing about Sea Breeze though, he listened to uh, he listened to uh, our the IOL TOS playlist. Oh yeah, yeah, and he was like, he said this music is all aggressive and angry. What? And I was like taken aback. I was like, what? What do you? I was like, your bar must be very low for that. Cause I like looked over that. I was like, it's got like Micah P. Henson on it. It doesn't get much less aggressive than that, you know? I mean, there's a couple yeah. like aggressive tracks, I guess, on there, but there's a Tech Nine, you know, a little Tech Nine on there, but who did he ever hurt? Um, <laughs> and he was like, yeah, it's like sad music and angry music and blah, blah, blah. And like, I was a little taken aback by it, but then I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I always forget that, like, not everybody has the same relationship with music as me. Dude, this is, I'm looking at it now. It's like the softest fucking playlist. <laughs> yeah, it's so soft that, like, past me is, like, wants to beat future me up for putting this playlist and we've together. Got, I mean, we've got, like, I mean, like, what are we even talking about? Waxahachie. Okay, <laughs> we got, like... I mean, Rose City Band, a, a, a jam band out of Portland, yeah. Elder Island, Bruce Hornsby, you know, like Orville you know, Peck, Anderson Peck, Casey and JoJo, like Mazzy Star. What are we, you know, he listened maybe, to those maybe, two maybe, maybe, Panopticon maybe. songs, <laughs> which aren't even the aggressive ones, they're the bluegrassy ones. That. He oh, was saying, come on, Sea Breeze. He was saying that it's like, he said, well, here's my point, is that everybody, I, I run into this all the time, everybody doesn't have the same relationship with music as, as me, or, or you do, you know? I listen to a lot of sad music, you know? A lot of depressing music, what people would say would be depressing music, you know? Now, you say what you will, you could say that I'm depressed because I listen to depressed music, but I feel like it's like something that like makes helps me relate to things, you know? Um, yeah, like I've always been into things like Radiohead and stuff like that. That other, there are people that I have friends of mine. They're like, "That is so depressing. Why would you ever listen to that?" You know. And I just don't. I'm like, man, because it has so much emotion to it. You know. Yeah. It it, it sparks something like in my emotions, or I relate to it because I'm like, ah, oh, I've experienced something that makes me feel the way the song does. You know. And yeah. it, for me, it doesn't make me go, "Oh, that was so sad. I'm going to be sad." For me, it was. It's like, oh, somebody else has gone through something like this too. You know. Yeah. Or, or just like ex the human experience is difficult, you know, but there's people that just yeah. like, uh, that's what Seabreeze told me. He's like, yeah, I, I like to just kind of be happy. I like to listen to happy music and be happy, you know? So, and there's tons of people like that. So whatever, you know, 
I just think you're missing yeah, out. I'm, I'm just like, I like happy I think, music too, oh, but I don't. It's know. not even. It's not. There's not even. I mean, there's tons of really happy songs on this playlist too. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Like, Sylvanesso. There's Kevin Morby. Like, what are we? You know, we got the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, that Waxahachie like, song is Daniel real Dan- happy. Like Dan- Daniel Donato. The guy that covers the Grateful Dead song, like the, yeah. the guitar phenom. Yeah. I think he needs to reorient himself. He just to needs that to expand his horizons, playlist. you know? He's like, but whatever. I mean, it's it's all right. It can't all be, you know. <laughs> it, makes me, it gives me a lot of faith in his song. It can't be. <laughs> well, it's not going to be sad. We know that part. <laughs> It's not going to be sad or aggressive. Um, I can't, you know, that's like, I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not talking shit about Seabreeze. He brought me some honey last week, you know? Yeah. Well, he's your friend. Well, what he, does that mean? He ain't mine. <laughs> your friend. <laughs> he ain't mine. Okay. I ain't seen a bit of that honey. I ain't got no fish. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he calls me sidekick. I ain't seen a bit of honey. I got no fish. Uh Hoy toy on the sound side, no fish. <laughs> oh my god. That's a deep callback. Yeah, that is. <laughs> oh man. Hoy toy on the sound side, no fish. <laughs> All right, fine. Can we do I need to do the uh I need to do our stuff in reverse order. Oh, <laughs> please. I know this is not what you meant, but what? that got me really excited. About um, You thought we were going to do the OC now? I was on the phone with somebody earlier today. Somebody doesn't listen to the podcast. You know, it's just a friend of mine, whatever. And I was like, yeah, you know, I got to. They were like, what are you doing the rest of the day? I was like, well, I got to watch an episode of the OC. And they just started laughing real hard. Uh. And they were like, I did. What did you say? Like what? I was like the OC. Like why are you watching that? And I was like, well, I have this podcast and we recap the OC. <laughs> so you didn't know you had a podcast he at all? Like, he didn't know I had a podcast. No, I don't tell anybody. Oh my god! And so how did he react to you telling him that it was an OC? Which is oh, not, like it's not it not bad to worse. Oh man! So you think he's gonna yeah, check it, went it out? Yeah, from bad to worse. I didn't tell him the name of the podcast. Yeah, well, there you go. OC Talk. That's, yeah. <laughs> Newport Beach. Um, yeah. yeah, so we're going what are we going with? The hype still out? Uh yeah, let's start with the hype still out. Or what we're gonna go hype still out, not hype, hype, and then consuming. Yes. Yeah, that's how we'll do it. Okay. Is that cool? All right, kick it off with the hype still out because that's the one thing I didn't really have anything. All right, hold on. I got a I got an all right one. Hold on just a sec. I need to message you something real quick. All right. Great. Dead air. There you go. How about that? Now everybody's going to be like, what was it? What did you say? I'm never going to tell either for any reason. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. So my hype's still out is I got... So I don't think I said this yet on the the previous episodes. So I've been wanting, you know, I got my big fish tank, right? It's not it's not huge, it's thirty yeah. gallon, um, but it's going That's all right. To me. Yeah, it's bigger than your fish tank, right? 
Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, it's bigger than my fish tank. Yeah. See, it doesn't have to be a contest. But, um, so I got, I've been wanting a nano tank, okay? You with what me? is that? So a nano tank is any tank that's like under 20 gallons. And in particular, a lot of people are doing like five gallon tanks are really popular right now, which that's a really small tank. Okay. But it's kind of cool because you can still plan it out and put all the plants and make this little kind of like, you know, little universe in there, you know, it's its own little world in there. So I was like, man, I want to try that. So they had like Black Friday deals on um, some like all in one deals where you get the whole thing and it's like a five gallon tank. And it's pretty cool because it's like taller than it is long. So that lets you like do like a section of the water that's like almost like a cross section of a stream, you know. And mm-hmm. it's got all the little filter and everything in it, and uh, it's got the light with it and everything. So I got I I got a really good deal on one, like dirt cheap, because um, I didn't want to spend the money on it. But then I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna get it. So I got it. And I started setting it up. I got it going with like some driftwood in there and stuff, looking like real natural. And then I'm a member of this uh, Facebook group for local Aquarius, Aquarians, Aquarius, whatever they're called. And somebody posted. Is it called the Age of Aquarius? No, but my new group that I'll be starting tonight will be called that. Um, (laughs) The Age of Aquarians. The Age of Aquarius, yeah. Um, So it's a local group, and people will like trade and stuff, and or like get rid of stuff, and some. So there was two, there's two brands of tanks I was looking at. So I bought the one brand, but then this lady posted the other brand I was looking at on there, the same tank, but it's the other brand and it looks a little different, um, for like, mm-hmm. even like really, really cheap. I mean, it's used, but it was like 25 bucks, right. For everything. And I was like, uh, well now it's like this, you know, embarrassment of riches where I'm like, well, I got one already don't need another one but sure why not get that too <laughs> so now i have these two little tanks and my hype's still out is that i'm like trying to like get them ready you know because you have to like you have to get the bacteria growing and stuff in it so that it'll like be safe for the fish you know yeah and uh i'm like aquascaping it i'm really into <laughs> aquascaping now that's what I, you know i retired from djing and now i've grow flowers and aquascape so yeah so that's that's what's still out is uh yeah, I'm just working on that. And uh, so the other tank had the one that I bought from this lady had a little, the, the light was broken. So I wrote the manufacturer of this thing and they were like, oh, we'll just send you a new light. And so I was like, hell yeah. So now I'm going to have like two like brand new tanks, basically. I and, uh, <clears throat> I was having this conversation with a friend of mine maybe two months ago. Yeah. Where like um, we were talking about like he he had been buying some clothing that was um <clears throat> very specific we'll say okay and and we were talking about getting growing older and just like i was like are we becoming eccentric are we becoming like strange and he's like no nah, i think we're just like starting to give fewer fucks and becoming <laughs> more authentic versions of ourselves i, I think that's pretty accurate that story that you've just told me you just said unironically with a straight face i've been really getting into aquascaping (laughs) yeah yeah and i'm not ashamed of it 
Old me would have been ashamed to bring that up on the podcast, but new me, no, not ashamed. Old you would have called me two days before the podcast and said, um, I'm really getting into aquascaping and I want us to avoid this topic entirely <laughs> on the podcast. I know I've been posting a lot on Facebook about aquascaping. Please don't bring it up. Um, well, I, I think this is also a product of 2020, you know, of like how many people have learned to bake bread or do this and that, you know? Like I've been home a lot more, so I've been able to like tinker around with these fish tanks, and it's kind of fun because like you, you have to get everything right, you know. You have to like get the chemistry right and everything. You I have to test the water every day and stuff, and try to get my. Uh, no, I mean you know, you know uh, look when you explain it, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, but it is like it is. Yeah, I'm the guy. I woke up, you know, one day I woke up and was like, ah, oh, I'm the guy that's into aquascaping. Yeah, I just, you know, I just, I've never heard that phrase, that word before. And when I heard it, it made perfect sense. And I understood exactly what you were talking about. But uh, only because I've, I've been a part of this podcast and I've heard you talk about it. (laughs) Well, if you want to learn more about aquascaping, go on YouTube because there are 10 million videos about it. Everybody is the star of their own YouTube channel on there about aquascaping. And uh, yeah, everybody's got their uh, hot takes on what types of uh, cryptocorns to put in your tank. I yeah. can't wait. Yeah, check it out. Um, yes, I got my stuff almost ready. I'm going to have one tank that's going to be mostly shrimp. Okay. Little shrimp, these little red shrimp. And then uh, the other one's going to have a beta in it and some other little creatures. Last night I had to hydrogen peroxide a lot of my plants because they had black beard algae on them. Yeah. Oh God! Yeah. So, oh, so is, now, now we've taken it. We've gone too <laughs> one step too <laughs> now, far. All right. Well, I guess I shouldn't. I just I don't I don't know if it's the fact that it's nine forty five at night or if it's the fact that we went too far. <laughs> <laughs> I just got really tired. Well, what's your what's your hype still out then? That's that's better than I don't I don't. No, I told you I don't have one. That's See, the one that's topic weak, I don't man. have. You always be what? you always be neglecting hype still out. I feel like he. I feel like more. No, the I, last. Somebody, the, the somebody, last somebody, come up with some statistics of how many times he's not had had a hype still out. Let us know. Oh, the hype still out is this fucking Instagram group thread. <laughs> <laughs> David has left the chat. Uh, <laughs> uh, not the hype. Not the hype is. Uh, I think I have a kidney stone. No. Yeah, I see. I've I, see. I was trying to think earlier today. I've had them probably ten years ago. I had I had two bouts of kidney stones. So I'm wondering if I talked about them on the podcast back then. Or I think you did. I probably did. Um, and I have a story to tell that I probably have told on the podcast before, but I figured might as well. I mean, uh, Matt Matt is the only dude who's listened to any of the old episodes, right? So um, <laughs> I don't know. Max, remember Max Cook was talking about. Oh yeah, Max Cook been back there, you know. And then Clay, yeah. Clave and Zell have been around since cool. the start. I don't know where. Uh, we hadn't heard from Zell in forever. Nin- Ninja I've, T. I've heard. I know from, uh, Zell didn't even chime in on the fucking group chat. Zell didn't even say that he got to the episode where we talked about him. I don't know. That's I'm true. Sorry. Uh, shout out to Clave. The Clave would know. Clave would know if I told the story before. Um. Anyway, I uh. I 
think I have a kidney stone because it's like it's been so long since I've had it that I don't know exactly. But it starts with a feeling like you've been punched in the kidney. Like it doesn't feel like um, it feels like it feels more like a muscle pain or a bruise, you know. So I've had that for yeah. like a week, and it's it's now it's starting to move a little bit. So I'm like, okay, I think it's like shifting and moving because it like it goes from your kidney all the way out, right? I don't think it's as yeah. bad as the other ones I had because the other ones I had as like within hours after that sort of bruise feeling, I was like hunched over, like could not walk, you know? Um, it's just been annoying and miserable. Um, but there is a chance that it's just the shitty mattress I'm sleeping on. <laughs> <laughs> it could be, <laughs> who knows what it is. Is it a kidney stone? Is it a shitty mattress? It hasn't gotten to the point where it's painful enough to where I'm like, I need to go to the doctor. But I probably should, but I probably won't. Um, but yeah, that's not the hype. But that re- reminded me of the time, the first time I had kidney stone, right? And uh, I was at my old apartment in Columbia, South Carolina, and I was by myself. And it was like 2 a.m. when the, when I when I had the pain, right? It woke me up out of my sleep. Yeah. And it felt like someone had punched me like hard as they could in my in my spine, you know. And so I like, I crawl out of bed. I'm in so much pain. I crawl in a crawl out to the living room. I'm laying on the floor and I'm like, well, I got to do something. So I call my dad who's an hour away. Right. Cause yeah. I didn't have anybody else to call. And, um, I called my dad and, uh, that was a mistake. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> because I love my dad. He's great. He's a wonderful human being. Also super frustrating. Um, he, so he answers the phone. And I'm like, Hey dad, I, something's wrong with my back. I, I can't stand up. I, I think there's something I think there's something really wrong with me. And I didn't know it was a kidney stone at this point. I'm like, I, you know, I think I'm dying or something. And this man says to me, he said, did you pay your rent this month? That's what he opened with. That was his, that was his opener. I was saying I'm in pain. I'm hunched over. And he said, did you pay your rent this month? (laughs) Now bear in mind, I have been paying my rent since I was 18 years old, you know? And this at this yeah. time I was twenty seven or twenty eight or something, you know. <clears throat> and so it's like there. Number one, he never. It's not like he calls me every month and is like, "Hey, make sure you pay your rent." He just that's just what he was like. Hey, did you pay your rent this month? Like, I was like, "Well, yeah, I did." But can we talk about this p- awful pain that I'm having? And he's like, "Oh, I was just wondering if you paid it," you know. <laughs> And then he went in on something else, like something that was happening to him that day or something, like the, you know, how much it rained or something. And I was just like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go to the hospital. I'm going to drive myself to the hospital. And uh, I guess I'll call you later. So I hang out with him. And I like, have you seen Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're You know about. the scene when they're on the Quaaludes or whatever, and he's trying to call, he's trying to get to his car. <laughs> he's crawling on his stomach. That was me, but imagine it being a Honda Element instead of a uh, a Lamborghini. Um, so I, I like get in the car, <laughs> drive myself to the hospital, and I literally just like I, I think I just opened the door of the car, didn't even close it back, just fell out of the car, and I crawl in like The Walking Dead, you know, like a zombie, and I crawl up to the desk, and the nurse shoves a clipboard in, in my face, and she says, "You got a kidney stone. That's the worst pain this side of childbirth." And I was like, well, that's not quite the bedside manner I was hoping for. <laughs> and then, you know, I went in to see the doctor and he's like, yeah, you got a kidney stone. Just go home, pee it out. It'll be all right. And I was like, uh, okay. And so I went home. 
and uh, a couple days later, I peed it out. That was the first time, you know? So, I don't know if this one's going to be as exciting, but I have not called my father about it, so. <laughs> I think you should. I, maybe I should, you know? Just for old time's sake, you know? You buy your mom's Christmas gift yet? <laughs> Hey, you know, they don't listen to this, but I think I think dad's getting mom an air fryer. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You mentioned that last week. Did I really? Yeah, because yeah, I was yeah. talking about being at Target and just seeing uh, like yeah, 500 yeah, yeah. air fryers. Yeah, I think I think it's happening. So I'm excited for that. Uh, what's your what's your not Surely right? There's... Oh, go ahead. What were you saying? Well, I just well, you know how there's a fad for a, a <laughs> holiday gift every year. Yeah. Like, like it was a rice cooker before, and yeah. you know, food processors; those were big. But Ninja Bullets, you know, all that, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Instapots. Yeah. The Instapot was probably the. Have we the reached? Latest. Have uh, we reached peak? Like, is there anything else after the air fryer? Uh well, that's the thing about technology. You know, <laughs> something else is going to come along. You know, I'll, I'll wait and get the next thing. You, you what? You'll wait? Um, <laughs> you're you're going to skip the air fryer? Yeah. This air fryer is like the I'm best one. Yeah. Well, until the next one comes out, then that's going to be the best one. Uh, um, the, the, uh, you saw them wings I made tonight. They look good, didn't they? Mm. They did. They, they look great. I made them wings and then they look great. went and got in, the, got in the tub and watched the OC. Um. Yeah. So what's what's so? Go ahead. Well, I mean, I got a, I got a call. This isn't even that good of a story. I got a call from a guy. (laughs) That's always great. That's like some shit my mom would say before she serves dinner. Uh, This isn't going to be that good. Like, (laughs) this is a terrible story. Go ahead, tell me. Surprise me with it. (laughs) In in Rhode Island and in, in many places, in many yeah. disc golf communities, there are things called bag tags. Yeah, I know what a bag and tag is. Right? So let I, I th- yeah, let I me mean, see if a bag tag is this. So a bag tag is you have a number that you've you've earned in some sort of qualifier tournament, and then you have the chance to take someone else's bag tag and give them yours if you beat them and they have a higher number. Yes. Is that correct? That's absolutely correct and so well put. Okay. So the reason I know this is because our local magic store sells disc golf stuff and the owner is a disc golf guy. And so he did the same thing for magic. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's not a thing now, but obviously, but it was a thing for a little while that like you played in this first tournament, you got your rank and then you could play somebody that was better than you and, or had a better rank than you and get their tag. And I, I got number seven was the highest I ever got at our store, but yeah. Good. Single digits, good. Yeah, it's all right, you know. Um, out of like sixty or something. Well, I didn't get to show up for the qualifier tournament. Okay. But I got a message from a guy. He's like, "Hey, we're gonna be playing a tag round, you know, at eleven a.m." And so, I boot scoot and boogie down to the disc golf course yesterday, and I paid the guy. The guy that administers the whole tag league thing yeah. was there. Okay. There's six, there six guys there. Tag number one, tag number two, tag number six, tag number 18, and then 32 and 34. Yeah. 
and uh so i paid my 20 bucks to get my tag so what like, if right, you're well, not the qualifier you get just the lowest tag yeah you get the lowest tag okay and um so i would i you know i would have been 34 but he didn't give me my tag he's like let's wait till the end of the round and then you'll get whatever you get yeah and i haven't been playing a lot of disc golf lately because it's fucking new england in the winter <clears throat> yeah you know and all these guys are out here in this like super high tech cold weather stuff they've got gloves you know and disc golf uh, gloves i, I no, no, they they take the glove off their shooting right. hand before they shoot and then they put it back on. Gotcha. And uh, so whatever. We're, we there's six guys. We split up into two groups of three, and the two guys that I'm playing with are guys that I, I've come to enjoy their company, yeah. you know. And I I I proceed to throw my back out and play the worst round of disc golf I've played in a calendar year. Oh god. <laughs> Including <laughs> You know how you know the mechanics of throwing a disc, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Just like throwing a frisbee. Well, it's not just like throwing a frisbee, but for those that don't play disc golf, it looks like throwing a frisbee. Right, yeah. And on the seventeenth hole, when I'm already, you know, in a bad position my my back is killing me, I can barely walk. And uh I get positioned like my disc is like right by a tree. And I go to throw my upshot. And for me to throw it the right way, I had to throw it pretty hard. And I knocked my hand into a tree so hard (laughs) that two of my knuckles started to bleed. And a third one is so bruised right now, I can't can't make a fist. I don't mean to laugh, but you're just like, show up to be in this bag tag thing. And then the guy's like, the guy's like, well, let's wait and see how you do. And you're like, hey, guys, I'm... I'm here to play disc golf. Look at me. Oh, my bad. Fuck. I, I wound up beating. I beat one guy by one stroke. <laughs> oh, so I man. got tag number 32. Wow. Was that what you were going to get if you didn't even play at all? No, I would have gotten 34. Okay. Okay. So you bought, you beat another guy that was low. Yeah. Well, he had number 18. <laughs> you know, to start the day. And then he dropped down to 34. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, look, all I can do is go up from here. Yeah. You know, that's all right. Well, you, you, said, you, you set him up to hustle him, you know, they think, Oh, here comes mm-hmm. that dude. Who's just a train wreck again. Well, the, yeah, get him. You God. get him next time. You know? yeah. yeah. This tag's safe. <laughs> yeah. This tag, my tag's safe. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> See, I, yeah, so, what? when I got number seven, I pulled the move of, I just didn't show up at the shop anymore. I knew it. I, just I knew sat it. On it. Of just course sat you on wouldn't. It, you know, showed up after the whole thing. The league was over with the tag on it. Like, oh look, I had number seven. Yeah, I don't know. You guys weren't around when I was trying to play. Yeah. Well, I hope your back feels better though. It's it doesn't. Okay. Did, you, did you? Uh, well, didn't you compete in some kind of state tournament or something last week or something? Oh, did I not talk, about, talk that? about that? No. What happened with that? Really. Oh shit! That'll be my height. Yeah. It wasn't a state tournament. It was the national championships. Oh, I didn't know it was the national championships. It wasn't just the national championships. The way that I've been talking, usually I talk about the masters national championships, yeah. which is like, you know, thirty-five and up. Yeah. This is the the 
quote-unquote, the senior national championships, which is not age-restricted. If you can qualify, then, buddy, you can compete. Okay. And now a couple caveats. <clears throat> this was the thing that you were you were qualified for the Rhode Island State team, right? Oh, oh no, no. Well, that was disc golf. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, okay. I'm mixing things up. I was saying the disc golf thing. Mm-hmm. That's what I was referring to. But you were talking about you did bring up this this Wait. weightlifting tournament. So finish talking. Okay, about Okay, I already talked about weightlifting. No, finish talking about weightlifting. Well, tell us about. This did I not bring it up last time? No, you didn't tell us what happened. You told us before that you were going to be doing it, but that was your hype still out. I think. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and and I was coming out of COVID. Yeah, you yeah, we we you made know. the joke that like either way you're good because either you have COVID and you won, or or you had COVID and you lost. You know, so it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, I'll talk about my own performance first. Okay. I, I did, um, <clears throat> I did the, I lifted more weight than I've ever lifted before on the same day. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Yeah. So, yeah. So I had, technically I had the best competition I've ever had. Well, that's legit. Um, I didn't set any personal bests in either of the two lifts, but those two lifts together was, was a personal a best. Personal best. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a chance to get, I I only missed one lift. So I made two out of my three snatches. I made three out of three clean and jerks. Um, I lifted weight that I have not lifted in like, uh, since February. So however many months that Mm -hmm. is like, you know, eight or nine months or something. And, um, and so I was really pleased with my performance, Yeah, which is all that really matters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but because it was online and fewer people were participating in the online version of the competition and because one of the guys that was projected to, to get on the podium wound up getting disqualified because he didn't make any of his snatches. Then he went on and didn't make any of his clean and jerks either. So he went zero for six. Uh, I got third place. (laughs) Holy shit. Third place, I know. like in the whole country. Like, yeah. So this is like third place in the national championships, and it's not for a, an age category. Correct. For overall. Yeah. And you didn't bring this up on the podcast. I had to make sure that you brought it up. Wow. <laughs> Way to bury the lead. Jeez, we got to start the episode over again. Jeez, that's a big. T- that's awesome, man. Because you were going up against that dude that you were like, "Yeah, I could never beat that guy." Well, he got first place. Okay, you know? but still, you. I mean, you got on the podium. That's that's amazing. After, did you Yo. just did you just rub it in their face? Like, yeah, just uh, just got done with COVID. You know. No, the thing about the fact that it's online is there's no real chatter between athletes. You know what I'm saying? But let me tell you, if if. You know that meme where it's like you see the guy, it's a four panel comic and it's an animated comic of a guy like celebrating and like <laughs> biting a metal yeah, and like the champagne and stuff. Out and it turns he's, out he's, he's, on, yeah, he's the third place guy. Yeah. He's the third place. Yeah. That was me. Like the the way it goes, like the national championships, like Wes Kitts, who represents the United States in the world championships, who has a shot of going to the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. He he, to- he I think he totaled 376 kilos. Yeah. Okay. And um the 
the second place guy in general, if it was in person, would have totaled probably 350, 355 kilos. Yeah. That's that's how much better Wes is than the next guy in this yeah, weight class. Right, I got you. Um as it as it stands, the guy that got second place this time totaled three hundred and forty kilos. Yeah. So we're talking thirty six kilos lighter than first place. Yeah. Wow. Now I I had my best competition ever. And I was three hundred and ten kilos. Wow, but so you know so very much i am that guy in that four panel comic that's just like celebrated. <laughs> that's the nature of third place though it's like it's you don't want to get second that's the place you don't want to get second like you want to get first or third you know because if you get second totally. you're always like not in this case but in most competitions it's a lot closer you know in most sports yep. and you're like man if i'd have done this one thing i could have been first but if you're third you're like damn Dude. i made it I'm here. Yo, yo, I got no, I'm like, you know, me on that podium, me in third place on that podium is like two kids in a trench coat getting into a radar movie. <laughs> I'd have shown my ass, man. I would have shown my ass. I'd have looked, I'd have been, where's the camera at? Where's the camera at? <laughs> but I guess they didn't, they don't announce the results on a uh, on live stream or anything, right? They just kind of calculated all later or something. No, it was announced on live stream. What? Then you surely should have shown your ass. Like, oh i had so many people messaging me and stuff like that like wait a second hold on you got third damn you know because most of the people that i coach you know they they found out that i was lifting so they were you know they were watching and stuff like that and they know because they know the sport they know i have no business on the podium in a senior national meet right you know they could see the the numbers of weight you know, the, how much I'm snatching versus how much West West kids snatch more than my clean and jerk. Like he snatched 177 kilos. My clean and jerk is 175. Well, we are not the same, Still got, but still you know, I there. shared that fucking podium. That was so. there. It's that, it's that, it's that, it's that, uh, that lime COVID combo. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> It's made, you like, it's made you like Spider-Man or some shit, you know, superhuman abilities. Like, Well, so let me, let me tell you about the day before. Okay. Tell me about the day before. <clears throat> I'm on the, I'm on the disc golf. This is the disc golf competition. Yeah. Right? The, you were representing the. Yeah. So <laughs> turns out I was a little State. bit misinformed. Okay. There's two teams that represent Rhode Island. There's the good team. And then there's the bad news bears. And I'm on the fucking bad news bears team. <laughs> the renegades, the, the outcasts, the misfit toys. <laughs> right. Okay. No wonder they were like, Oh, David, you want to play? I was like, yeah. sure. You know, and they're like, yeah, we're team 401. We're Rhode Island. I was like, sweet. You know, this is awesome. What an honor, you know? And, um, so Saturday morning comes. I got to wake up so fucking early, 6 a.m. Yeah. To drive an hour north into the depths of Massachusetts to play a course I've never played before. And they were projected to get, you know, uh, like 8 to 12 inches of snow that day up yeah. there. 
And I'm like, okay, well, I'll bring my, I'll bring my snow boots, but I'm not going to wear them because yeah. I don't know how to play disc golf in those boots. You know, I want yeah. to wear my regular shoes, but my disc golf shoes I've had for about four years now. Yeah. And they're, they're, they got holes in them. They're not waterproof anymore, but they feel good. Yeah. And I've got these like uh paper thin joggers on. There's like, they're technically sweatpants, but they're paper thin. They're not, yeah. you know, they're, they're meant for summertime. Yeah. I've got a I've got a long sleeve shirt and a rain jacket on, and I get out of the car and everybody's wearing boots, snowboarding <laughs> pants or bibs. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. They've got umbrellas. They've got these rain sheaths that go over their disc golf bags. They take one look at me and they go, "Oh, you, you, uh, you are not prepared." <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't have enough people show up uh to field a full team oh wow so we got we got penalized five points to start and then we go out we go out for match play for singles you know so i'm playing against one other guy i i I get off to a really good start i'm two points up on this guy and then the snow started it was raining to start with so i got completely soaked wet yeah by four holes in my my towel that i use to dry off my discs is so soaked through so much that I'm wringing it out. Yeah. It's freezing cold, literally. Uh-huh. And the snow starts falling. The snow is about the size of, you know, silver dollars. Yeah. It's fat and it's wet. Um, and by nine holes in, Joey, I got to tell you, I've never in my life considered quitting around a competitive <laughs> disc golf. Wow. I couldn't, <clears throat> I couldn't feel my feet. I was slipping and falling. Everything in my disc golf bag was caked in snow. It was just caked in snow because Jeez. I couldn't wipe it off. I didn't have a fucking towel. <laughs> and I, I, <laughs> so I got a new car a couple months ago, right? Yeah. We finished this round and I wound up losing. Um, so I was disappointed and I was, I was so miserable. Like I was so, I, I'd never been that miserable playing <clears throat> disc golf yeah. in my life. And I was like, we're supposed to go back, have a lunch break and then go back out on the course and play doubles yeah and i'm hungry i'm my feet are so numb that i was scared that i was gonna get frostbite i was like i i'm probably overthinking this but like how how long until you get frostbite you You know like because i'm soaking wet yeah yeah i was panicking my back was killing me and um i this car's new and it's like one of the i had like remote started (laughs) it on the key fob and I put my keys like in my disc golf bag, whatever. And I walk there and I throw my disc golf bag in the back of the car and I take all my wet clothes off. So I'm standing in like just my drenched sweatpants and a t-shirt Yeah. Uh, as the snow's coming down. I mean, there was, there was at least four inches of snow on the ground by the end of our 18 holes. It took Jeez, us like four hours please. to play 18 holes. It was incredible. And um, so I have a change of clothes in the car, but I close the tailgate of the car in order to go around to the side of the car to, climb in the back seat and change. Yeah. Um, and as the back door closes, I hear the horn do a quick little loop, telling me that the car is locked. What? I didn't think that was possible with the keyless entry shit. The car is locked. The keys, the are, keys in are inside it. the car. Holy shit, man. And, and the car is running. Oh my God. Also, I'm an hour outside of Providence, and 
there's a blizzard. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, all right, so what, how am I going to get in this car? You know what I'm saying? Oh like, it's going to run out of gas. I'm like, even if somebody comes from, pro- like, it's going to run out of gas. Yeah. And then I remembered when I got the car, I got three months free of OnStar. Oh, yeah, baby. OnStar. I called up OnStar and they unlocked that car. And I was like, well, I guess I'm paying for OnStar for the rest of my life. Yeah. Worth it. Damn. Yeah, I'm in the middle of changing. Saved you the embarrassment, you know, too, of having to walk over there like <laughs> in your underwear to be like, uh, left my stuff in the car and locked it. <laughs> yeah. Like Howie yeah. and Uncut Jim's. Yeah. <laughs> You're already on the dinner for schmucks team where they play. Like, yeah. The, 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 a team is invited, so, you know? <clears throat> so there I am in the back of the car, shirtless, trying to put on some new pants, yeah. trying to steal my resolve to go back out on this course yeah. when the guy knocks on my window and he's like, yeah, we're not playing the second round. Just go home. We've lost. <laughs> I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Let's so get out of here. The team just conceded because they didn't want to play anymore. Even if we won every round of the doubles, we would have been penalized so much that we oh, wouldn't God. have been able to come yeah. back from it. Yeah, well, that's not so, worth it to play I, in that condition. Yeah, that sounds awful. Hell man. no. Yeah, you, had a, you had a rough time. It was <laughs> awful. Yeah, so, I mean, luckily, I mean, that's part of why I was really grateful we didn't play the second round because I probably wouldn't have had that performance in the competition the next day. Damn, that was the next day? Like, yeah, you used up all your bad that luck was the on next that. day. Yeah. I, yeah, I was out there on that course, that disc golf course. I was like, motherfucker. I'm not gonna be able to clean a jerk tomorrow. Damn. This is ridiculous. What have you done to yourself? Like, why are you doing this? You know? Yeah. Wow. Well, you know. Glad you didn't get frostbite. Congrats <laughs> on the uh, third place. Thank you. Thank that's, you. That's it's that's that's awesome, man. I got I the highest I ever placed at a national championship in kayaking was second. I got second one time, and I got I've gotten a second oh, and a yeah. third, but it's a much, much, much smaller sport than than weightlifting. So, and I was twenty nine or twenty eight when I did it. You know. So, but you had to drop the fact that you got second. Well, you know, like I said before, you want to get first. You don't want to get second, first or third. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. Yeah. So I've I've got a, a holiday themed question for you. That was going to be my hype is just rather than having hype. I was just going to ask you these questions. Yeah. Somebody texted this to me a couple of nights ago. He said, what's your favorite Christmas movie? What's the most underrated Christmas movie? And what's the most overrated Christmas movie? Okay. So say the question again. Favorite Christmas movie, most overrated, most underrated. Man, that's a tough one. I put you on the spot. I put you on the spot, but the truth is, I I I answered it without thinking too much about it. Okay, so my problem is like, what constitutes a movie? Because I think that like The Grinch is my favorite, but not the live action, like the short, you know, cartoon from the sixties. I'll allow it. That's my favorite Christmas movie, I guess, or okay. media. Um, most overrated yeah. would be a Christmas story. Okay. Cause I just, that's one that my mom and I both have, we always turn on the TV on Christmas and we're like, this thing's on again. And neither of us find it particularly funny or good. 
but everybody else loves it. Uh-huh. Um, and then most yeah. underrated, Lord, maybe like, I mean, I think that like Home Alone's a great Christmas movie that I like. Yep. But you know, you think you think Home Alone is underrated? Well, I don't know if people consider it a Christmas movie. Do they? I guess they do. Yes, that's a Christmas movie. Is it? I thought that maybe people wouldn't it, think it. I don't know. Well, I won't. Movie. I won't say Home Alone then, because um, it's it's properly rated. I don't know yeah. that. I. I mean, I, you know what I won't say is fucking Die Hard. No, because there's always that guy that's got to be like you know. Die Hard is actually a Christmas movie, and we're like we don't yeah. care. No one cares. That's not. There's people that base their whole personality on that. Technically, yeah. So, so my favorite Christmas movie is a Christmas Story. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, there you go. That says a lot. <clears throat> yeah, it does. It says a lot about you. I. It, I think. Go on. But I, I don't. I mean, I know. I understand that people like it. I'm not saying that's why it's one of those things where I'm like, that's just one of those things that like I just don't get it. But obviously enough people love it that it's got to be something, you know? It's I like, think here's the here's beloved. the reason I like it. Yeah. Here's the reason I like it so much. I think <clears throat> because it, and I'm not, look, let me be very clear with you. I'm not arguing because my buddy that texted me, he, he had the same answer as you, that the most overrated it was a Christmas story. Yeah. And I'm not somebody that like, I'm, I'm not out in these streets with a sandwich board talking about a Christmas story. Right. You're not proselytizing. I just really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I really enjoy it. I think it's a movie that you can come in on at any scene yeah. and enjoy it. So like the whole, the whole movie is a bunch of short stories. Yeah. And that's great. I also, I like, I think that it captures a lot of the feelings that children have about Christmas, but also that parent, like what it feels like to have the magic of Christmas as a child, but it's not just about children. Yeah. I can it's see about, that. yeah. You know, it's just got you got a whole a whole story of Christmas going on, and um, and it's like I mean, Elf is like a good Christmas movie, right? But it's it's a yeah. little bit gimmicky. Like, yeah, Home Alone is a good Christmas movie, but it's a little bit gimmicky. Um, I don't myself. I wouldn't consider The Grinch or Rudolph or any of those claymation ones like uh, or Charlie Brown Christmas they're all great they're awesome in fact yeah. they're truly exceptional yeah. but my mind didn't go there when i thought about it cuz you're right they are short they're short yeah i know? don't know if it counts um, yeah i think the most overrated is miracle on 34th street yeah um yeah probably and, and i i think most underrated is any version of a Christmas Carol. Most That's underrated like my favorites. Oh, you know, underrated. You know, the most underrated is probably Muppet Christmas Carol. There you go. It's really good, uh, Jackie. I had never seen that it before. Is. Jackie made me watch it last year, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Michael Caine is playing a serious. Michael Caine has deserved an Oscar for that shit. He could have just been <laughs> like, "This shit's dumb." I'm Michael Caine. But no, he he kills it. He's great as Scrooge, and like yeah. that's a great yeah. You're probably right. That's a great adaptation yeah. of that it's movie. Just a, it's just a great story. It's it a is great a good story. story. Yeah. It's the it's the best. Yeah, it is a very so good. on that tip. Actually, I just now realized we we may have to put this in the show notes. I I think I'm gonna I'm gonna have to um 
I'm going to send this to you right now. Yeah. If you'll put it in the show notes. So the local um, repertory theater here in Providence, which is like regionally like the best theater in New England. Yeah. And they have, you know, uh, they have a lot of, you know, I mean, it's just professional actors that live and, and work as actors in Providence and they, they're stage theater people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and some people have gone on to do, you know, TV and movies like Richard Jenkins, right? The yeah, guy, yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Actor, yeah. He, he was a, he was a part of Trinity repertory theater company. Yeah. Right. They do a Christmas Carol every year. Oh, okay. This year they're yeah. doing it. They're doing it online, and you can watch it for free. Oh wow, that's cool. And I just sent you the link. Cool. And it's a live stream. It, you know, like everybody, I think I think everybody should watch it. Like it's gonna be cool. I I haven't watched it yet. Just went live today, and I didn't like. I'm not even gonna watch it tonight because I want to watch it when I'm not tired. Oh, so it's know, like it's not live. Would, it's like recorded. Yeah, okay. and I I have a very very strong sensation or feeling that it's not going to be lame. Okay. Yeah. Most I mean, of the time when you're filming theater, it's really bad. But yeah, I have right. a feeling because they have a, they didn't have any audiences that they're going to do. I, did you watch Hamilton on Disney Plus? I have not. No. Okay, so most of the time when you record theater, it's awful because you have to have stationary cameras. You can't get up on stage. You can't film up close. You can't film individual performances or anything yeah. like that. But when they did Hamilton, they had some shots with an audience, and sometimes they were performing without an audience, and they <clears> got close-ups. Yeah. So it was enjoyable to watch, right? It was as good as you can get without actually being there. Yeah. My assumption... Now, granted, it's an assumption, but my assumption is that this is going to be like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I that sounds pretty good to me. I, I mean, I've watched plenty yeah. of theater. I've watched theater on, on, you know, other mediums and I was okay with it. But you're right. It loses some of its, like, charm or gravitas because of the lack of close-ups and stuff. So if they're able to pull off some of that stuff, you know. And I mean, considering they don't have an audience and stuff, they probably had more leeway to do that, I guess. Um, probably. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, they've never had to do anything like this before, so I don't know if they're going to pull it off, but I yeah. cannot wait to find out because usually their, their productions are just incredible. They're just yeah. so good. I mean, I have season tickets to go see, you know, like I see every play that they do. Oh, really? Um, oh, cool. And usually, yeah, usually their their version of the Christmas Carol. I mean, it's different every year. They do a brand new director, brand new Scrooge, brand new staging. You oh, know, cool. it's all it's all really good. And um, so, you know, so I can't I can't you know support it enough. The link will be in the show notes. I yeah, recommend everybody go through the. It's going to look like you have to buy it, but when you hit buy, it's zero point zero zero dollars. <throat> cool. Yeah, I see that. It looks like you can yeah, sign yeah. up as a school teacher too and stuff. So. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Jackie will probably want to watch that, so we'll we'll probably check it out. That sounds pretty cool. Sweet. Um, what you been consuming? Another overrated or overrated Christmas movie. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Yes. You know, like love Jimmy Stewart. No, I'm fine with classic films like that. You know, like love them. Just it's just kind of like me. You know, I don't know. Another one that just says always on TV all the time and. You're supposed to like it, you know? But, yeah, totally. Totally. Um, so uh, what have I been consuming? 
Um, yeah. So you've listened to this uh, podcast called Song Exploder, right? <laughs> it's on my list too. Is it really? What I, I, don't I think... know exactly what you. I know exactly what you're about to say. I can't I, wait. I'm so glad you watched this one too. I know which episode you're talking yeah. about. Well, I never listened to the podcast. That podcast, and I don't think you've brought it up before. But I, we've probably both been aware of that podcast in, independently for years. And I, and I, I know what it is. And I've, I've listened to it. I've listened to almost every episode. Okay, I, I have not. I've always, it's always been one that I'm like, I should check that out. It sounds pretty cool. And I've also always been like, how does that dude have access to that stuff? Like, to be able to like get the rights to do that stuff. But anyway, that's a different thing. Well, they're doing the show on Netflix now. Song Exploder. It's the same guy doing it. Um. And I saw it popped up on my Facebook that Trent Reznor was doing Hurt, um, you know, his classic song Hurt on there. And so I jumped in and I was like, well, I'm sure I can watch this in any order. So I'm going to watch this one. And I watched it and I didn't watch any of the other ones. So I just watched that one. And uh, it was pretty great. It's short enough to where even if you're not super into Nine Inch Nails, you won't get bored with it. Um, and it has some pretty cool insight into the song and, and, um, it's pretty neat when they were taking it apart and then Trent Reznor, you could see the wheels turning in his head where he was like, oh wow, you know, they, they, they figured this out or whatever, you know, how we made the sound or something. So I don't know. I, I liked it a lot. Recommended it to P-Dog too. Cause he's, he's into that sort of stuff. So I, I think <clears throat> that I thought the episode was really good. Um, I will tell you, and I, I honestly, I think you will prefer, and it's probably just because, like, I think most of the songs that they have on Netflix are just, like, not that interesting to me. Oh, I looked at the list, and, and I was like, oh, I'm excited to look at the rest of this. Oh, uh, I don't even know half these songs, and I don't care about the other ones, so, yeah. Yeah. The podcast, I think, is better, and here's why, and I'm not trying to sound like I only like their old stuff guy. Mm-hmm. This the, the it's about songs yeah you listen to songs yeah you don't watch songs you know so the podcast is is just as in depth but you're you're listening to it so you're paying better attention to the elements that are being discussed yeah because you're not engaged with your eyes you're driving or doing whatever brushing your teeth uh, however you yeah, listen to the podcast yeah. you're uh-huh. listening to the song and so you just pay better attention to the thing that you need to pay better attention to yeah you don't need to see somebody mess it like messing with levels on an engineering board no to, no you, you know what i mean yeah, like, you're probably right um, about that even the ending of it they so, have like they play the whole song but i was like distracted by the the visuals they had put up for it so i was not paying attention to the song so yeah. Yeah, I really I I would recommend checking out the um the podcast and just scroll through and find songs that you like cuz he's I mean he's all yeah. over the oh, map. Yeah. Yeah. Got yeah. Tons of great stuff. Yeah. I do want to watch the uh Losing My Religion REM one on there on the Netflix one. I think I'll watch that one and that's Yeah, that was the really only other yet. one I was thinking about. Pete, Pete I'll watch that one. He said it was really good and he said he's going to watch the uh the Trent Reznor one. So <clears throat> Yeah, it was it was cool. Um, I mean, I'm a huge Trent Reznor fan, um, and it was kind of cool to hear him talk about his craft, you know, because he's really passionate about making music, and I respect that about him. So, yeah, I was like watching it, like, man, this guy's a, <laughs> this guy, in the beginning, maybe got a little bit of a bad rap of just like shock value and just being like a fuck you kind of rock star, but he is a he's 
always been really paying attention to his craft. Yeah. He, well, you can tell, I mean, he goes into that in the episode. He's like, yeah, it's kind of like, just kind of being what I thought everybody wanted me to be. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It's kind of neat. I also really liked that. He had a really great, great quote about how he doesn't want to tell people what the lyrics mean because he hates it when people tell him and it ruins his story of like what he interprets other people's lyrics as. So, mm-hmm. which I've always had this, my theory on art is that art belongs half to the artist and then half to the audience, you know? And mm-hmm. so it's kind of, and I do like having artists insight into why they wrote a lyric or something, but I do res- really respect the fact that he was like, no, I want the, I want the music to kind of mean what it means to you. And, and it doesn't have to mean what it meant to me. And, um, it yeah. made me want to go listen to the downward spiral. That album's really good. Or pretty hate machine. Yeah. Well, I love pretty hate machine. I probably like Pretty Hate Machine better than Downward Spiral, but the Downward Spiral is such a better album as far as like it's just perfectly constructed, you know. Um, and it's got a lot of great tracks on it. Uh, speaking of, I was I was just it, a little bit too young for it when it came out. Yeah, it, I mean, it came out when I was a sophomore in high school, and it was Nine Inch Nails was a little too aggressive for me. Speaking of aggressive music, so I didn't get into them yeah. really until I went to college. And some of my friends that like that I met in college were like, "Hey, man, you gotta listen to this stuff." Uh, but I had friends that I really regret. I I had the opportunity. I could have gone to see his concert where he did with David Bowie. He did a whole tour with David Bowie, oh, and it you. was like right before I started going to concerts. I didn't even. I could have asked my parents, and they probably would have let me go. But I was just like, uh, "I don't do that," you know. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a bummer that yeah. I didn't get to go to that. So, um, yeah. But yeah, that was cool. Um, and then the other thing, despite you know your Instagram, you know, message group, somebody brought up the fact that I hadn't listened to the new Taylor Swift albums. You know, that's your boy Matt. Your boy Matt yeah. is a, like Taylor's number one fan. Is he okay? Well, he brought that up kind of snidely, like, "Oh, I noticed you didn't, you know, listen to that." And I, you know, I made a joke about it, but then I went and listened to those two albums. Uh, what is What'd it you called? Think? Folklore. And what's the yep. other one? Outdoor or some shit? What's the other Folklore one? is the one that's been out most of the year. Yeah, the other one's I called... Sun. I haven't listened to the new one yet. They're obviously, it's it feels like uh, two sides of an album. Or it feels like a double album to me, you know? Yeah. They both have the well, same... like the, the, the track names are not capitalized. Um, and the artwork has some shared themes i guess so i think they were kind of obviously meant to be released in the same year you know um what were you gonna say i i uh i no i i i really really like the the song on folklore that features um justin vernon uh bonnie ver bonnie yeah. ver you know yeah what I mean? yeah yeah that, that's um, really good he, he has a song on the other one too i know i just haven't listened to it um, um i so my, I'm a, I'm a Taylor Swift, Swift fan. I like Taylor Swift. I think 1989 is a perfect album. I think it, it it could go up there with just about any other, you know, artsy pop album ever made. You know, it's a really good album. I, I what I've realized is I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. I'm a 1989 fan. Well, and I I think that's a thing. You know, I would think that's a thing. Um. And I think but that album is worthwhile and, and very good. Um, but you think what? I, 
I have listened to folklore, and I think that it's an enjoyable listen. But the thing is, is that's, this is sound uh, like more of a cut than I want it to, because I, 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 okay, anytime I listen to Andamer, the what? It makes me want to listen to, anytime I listen to Pain Bear, it makes me want to listen to the voice. I can't, oh yeah, uh, you, you're, you're T painting again. <sighs> it's frustrating because I want to hear this point. All right, how about now? Uh, testing, testing. Yeah, you're better now. So yeah, you listened to t- uh, to Panda Bear, and you wanted it made you want to listen to Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys. Yeah, like every time I'll be like, oh man, I want to listen to I want to listen to Panda Bear, and then I put it on, and like five songs in, I'm like, I may as well just listen to the Beach Boys. Yeah. Yeah, and like same, so. when I'm when I'm putting on folklore, it just makes me want to go listen to like some other versions or some other artists that make similar music. I can't I can't uh, really put Lana my finger on it so much. Yeah, but it, I was thinking it was Phoebe Bridgers. Uh, yeah, there's some of that, but I just was totally like, damn, Taylor Swift is just making a Lana Del Rey album, but like with better lyrics. Um. Which I'm well, not. A, I don't even know. I don't even know what Taylor Swift is saying on folklore, but I already agree with your point. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm okay with Lana Del Rey. I think her, she's just a little bit like over the top for me, and the, like the whatever her thing is. But it is there is a lot of that sound on folklore, which is okay. I mean, it's not like Lana Del Rey got that sound from somebody else, you know. Um, it's not some new thing. It's very shoegazy, you know, which I'm into that sound. You know, everybody knows I love shoegaze music, but it's like Taylor Swift's kind of shoegaze album. Um, yeah, it was really good. It's better than the other album, which I don't even know the name of. Um, uh, where is that? Let me look at my recently played here. It's Folklore, and then her other album is... Why can I not find it? This is a compelling podcast. Evermore is the other one. So Folklore and Evermore. Um, and there's yeah, I listened to that Bonnie Bear song on the second album. And the one from Folklore, that's not a Taylor Swift song. That's a fucking Justin Vernon song. It just yeah. sounds like it. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh-huh. And in fact, it made me go and and I built a playlist in Spotify just called Featuring Justin Vernon. Yeah. <laughs> and I just went and added every <laughs> song on Spotify that features Justin Vernon. That's great. <laughs> uh um. Yeah, uh, I, I it's it's solid. It's good. It might make my top ten list somewhere. Um, I I really liked it. It, it folklore. Um, it's it's better than the other album. Evermore is just kind of like disjointed in a way, and at least folklore wow. has like a kind of vision to it, I guess. Um, and mm-hmm. I, and I like. I think some of her lyrics are pretty clever. She 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 does have pretty clever lyrics, you know. But it's it's also just like uh, <laughs> it's just kind of. I mean, a Taylor Swift album is a Taylor Swift album. It's like my heart is broken from something that you did, or in this case, there's one else song where she's like, "I was mean to you in high school." I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like that's kind of like she's still dealing. Like I feel like, and I feel like even 1989. Like I, I want her to like make her like, and this may not come until she's like 40, you know. But I want her to make her truly grown up adult album, you know. Well, speaking of that, where she's not leaning back I, on like, uh, oh, remember I had all these high school ideas, you know, like 
anyway. Good. Yeah, you want her to talk about the nature of life, the nature of existence, rather than relationships <clears throat> that have been lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if given a choice of putting all my eggs in one basket and saying the Taylor Swift album when she's 40 versus the Miley Cyrus album when she's 40, I'm choosing Miley Cyrus every time. Uh, I want to listen to both of those albums though. So that's yeah, sure. Like I'm down, I'm down for yeah, both yeah, of those yeah. albums that, that whatever that Miley Cyrus album was with the wrecking ball on it was just fantastic. I don't know what the name of that album is, but I she had that. a new album come out last week. And I listened to like two songs from it and I was like, nope, that's not what I wanted yeah. it to be. It was like overproduced and still too much pop. I want her to make a song with just her and a guitar. Yeah. Yeah. I let agree. that voice let that voice shine. Yeah. She's she's that that song We Can't Stop is just such a great vocal performance. Um, and the Jay Z song was on. <laughs> She's just, she's got range though. I love I love it. I like her. Um, yeah, she's great. One of those people that like uninformed people just shit on because they're like that's pop music and she's annoying. That I'm like, man, that's so lame. Like <laughs> you're missing out on some good stuff, you know. It's the same reason I like Justin totally. Bieber. Like he just, I mean, yeah, it's bubblegum pop music, but like so were these other things that you hold in regard. They just. It's just 40 years later, you know, like I'm not trying to compare Justin Bieber to the Beatles, but it's like, well, the Beatles were pop music at one point in time, you know, their old music is like, just like I met a girl in high school and had a good time. And, you know, it's like not some like deep thing, you know, you're you're not ruffling my feathers. Well, you don't like the Beatles, so. (laughs) <laughs> but your point game. stands it is i mean I, I i respect the beatles i love the, i love what they did but also you know there's a there's a point in their career where you look at it and you're like well they were just pop music like damn <laughs> kesha or something you know yeah um uh what you got anything else on consuming uh i listened to some of that phoebe bridgers album from this year that everybody's raving about and was like nah I'm good. I don't know. I got a group of friends, right? There's five of us in a group text. Yeah. The four of them are just hard in on Phoebe Bridgers. And I am not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just, I am not hard in. I'm not out. Yeah. I, same her. here. I I, she, but I was, I was excited about it and I put it on while I was cooking dinner tonight and I was like, ugh, I'm just not into this. Like I could see that where I could be into this person if on a different album, but I just, okay. Just not. Well, that's a, that's a segue to me. Okay. One of the two albums that I've been listening to this week that I was pretty excited about was the final or third installment of the trilogy of the man on the moon trilogy from kid Cudi. Wait, did that come out? Yeah. What? Seriously, I missed out. Man on, that. on the Moon. Man on the Moon three is out. Oh wow. And I don't know if you ever saw, but BB Bridgers tweeted at Kid Cudi like a year ago, said, "Hum with me," and he said, "Hell yeah, I'll hum with you." And she is on this fucking ah, album. Are you serious? Awesome. <laughs> it is the it is the best song on the oh, album. Good, good. 
Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I don't think she's not talented. I just heard that album just didn't do it for me. So, um, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm excited. There's about a it. couple songs for her. Like, I don't listen to that whole album. That yeah. I listen to a couple of tracks on it, and yeah. the, to, a couple of tracks that I really like on it, I really like. Yeah. I just, I just don't usually sit through the whole album. So I'm not hating on you for that. Yeah. The Man on the Moon three. I was, I was probably too excited for it. Yeah. Um, and it's different. It's, it, you know, a lot of people have said, and I'm not mad about it. They said, it, it sounds like Kid Cudi's trying to be Travis Scott. Oh yeah. I don't really need him to do that, but I don't want whatever. him to do that. I want him to be his weird self. You know, the album I that him, I probably yeah. like the best by him. Um, it, Satellite flight. Okay. I love that album. It's like somebody explained it to me as like Kid Cudi after he listened to a bunch of Pink Floyd and it is that, you know? So it's like very polarizing. A lot of his fans didn't like it, but I really like it. I think it's like trippy and psychic. It's like a psychedelic hip hop album, you know? Um, and I, I mean, that's what I like about Kid Cudi in general. Yeah. And it, but it is that to the nth degree. It's like ratcheted up, you know, it's his album where he was like, I don't really care if you like this or not. You know, I, I wish every musician said that. that. Like, I, I went into the studio and I didn't think about anybody listening to this except myself. I think that there are plenty of artists that do that. I think they have to earn it like to truly, or I mean, if you do it before you earn it, then everybody turns away from you, you know, but like somebody like sure. radio, Radiohead did that. Like when they came out with kid a or um, whatever that other album is that, that came out around the same time as kid a, where it was a complete change in their style and it was super experimental. I was like, you know what? That's not for me. Uh, I'm going to listen to okay computer, but I appreciate that you have chosen to do that, you know, because I think it's good for artists to do that, you know, do, do the things you well, want and expand. And here then. is another segue back to me on the okay. second album I've been consuming this week. All right. Sturgill released volume two of cut and grass uh, okay and the second volume of cut and grass were all the songs he was too scared to put on the first one yeah so the first one is all you know 100 mile per hour fastballs straight down the middle yeah and volume two is like all these other songs that wouldn't necessarily transpose well into a bluegrass format but i think and most of my friends agree that i think volume two may be even better than volume one and volume one was like it's it's in my it's in my top albums of the year yeah so yeah i can't say enough for for going to check out sturgill simpson cutting grass volume two especially if you're a i mean if you're a sturgill fan you already know about it well i I probably have to listen to volume one first but i probably should listen to both because volume one came out this year too yeah, they both yeah. came out this year. I, I, I probably got to listen to those before we do our our wrap up show for the year. I honestly, I think you'll, I think it'll make you enjoy Sturgill Simpson more because you'll be able to understand what he's saying better. Okay. Yeah. And he's a he he like Trent Reznor. Turns out he's a fucking lyricist. <laughs> you know, he's like a killer yeah. lyricist. Well, that's what I man. Uh, speaking of lyrics that you can't understand. Listening to the Fruit Bats versions of the Smashing Pumpkins songs, I actually listened to the lyrics like. And was able to understand what was being said, you know. <laughs> I mean, there's, I've read those lyrics a million times, but when you listen to Billy Corgan sing them, you just lose them, you know. You kind of like get bits and pieces because of the way he sings. 
but the Fruit yeah. Nuts versions are very like this. The two the, the the two songs I've listened to are very like they're they want to they put the lyrics front and center, you know. Um. Yeah. It's just kind of cool. It's like it's a good reason. Yeah. To, to, for those covers to exist. So. Well, that's cool. I have to check that out. I I think that we should do our wrap up show maybe like the week after Christmas. So. I'm with you. That would actually be New Year's Eve, which we're probably not going to record on New Year's Eve, I guess. But like, maybe we do it that week of New Year's Eve or New Year's, you know? Yeah. But I'm not ready for it next week. I need another. I need a little more time, so because I, I still have to listen okay. to more full. I want to listen to a couple more full albums, and then what I'm doing is kind of jumping around and some of the stuff that I'm like, eh, I don't know if this is going to be worthwhile or not. I'm listening to a couple songs, and then I'm like, I'll stick with it or I won't, you know. Uh, but there's some mm-hmm. of these that I just feel like I have to listen to the whole thing. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to have, I'm not going to have them ranked. I'm going to have the, like, the above the fold. Okay. And then the rest. Okay. Yeah. That's what I think. Anyway. Cool. Um, um, is it is it time? Yeah, man. We've gone on and on in this podcast. Um, yeah, it's time. If you're not watching the OC, get the fuck out. Welcome to the OC, bitch. We did that Lana <laughs> Del Rey style. On my video games. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is episode 18, um, uh, which I believe is called The Truth. Episode 18. Well, Joey, I, I have some, I have some alternate titles. Okay. Episode 18. The gang realizes Oliver is a villain. <laughs> yes. Episode 18, Sandhammer. <laughs> it is. There's some multiple Sandhammers in this one. Yeah. Or or alternate title, episode 18, How to Parent Like a Cohen. Yeah. Um, episode 18, Luke knows a guy at Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Episode 18, How to Lose a Guy in One Office Redesign. <laughs> episode 18 the hostage negotiator (laughs) (laughs) yeah episode episode 18 cougar watch yeah and then finally episode 18 bitch i said i was right (laughs) (laughs) yes all those could be accurate titles for this episode i Um, knew what this episode was going to be going into it I knew about the ending of the episode and the resolution to it, or at least I thought I did. Yeah. But I got it mixed up with, I got it mixed up with another, well, actually it might still be coming. It might still be related to this. So I'm not going to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as I pulled it up on the screen, I out loud, I said, Oh no, <laughs> this is going to be a bad one. You know, I was like, Oh, this is just going to be a really bad, depressing one. But they just, and I didn't even realize it's only right now that we're sitting here recording. I remember last week we talked about the levity around the edges of yeah. what is an otherwise a really heavy plot line. Yeah. And there's some more, there's some more like heaviness happening with Seth and Summer and Anna. Like I was yeah. just really brokenhearted yeah. watching Seth treat Anna that way. Yeah. Um, but other than that, there was a lot of chuckles. I think it's a really good episode. I was like, it's like, 
I was like, wow, this is like this is the this is the drama, this is the soap opera, this is the this is them executing that over the top soap opera shit teen drama so well because it's ridiculous, but it actually is like believable and fo- you can follow it and it's um it's engaging, you know. And there's yeah. a, there's enough funny stuff and like ex- like really good lines and stuff in it. Um. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, it is a little bit of an abrupt wrap up of this Oliver storyline, but I'm oh. fine with that because <laughs> I think we've kind of dragged it out a little bit, you know. Um, yeah. but yeah, so the basically the 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 plot in general is like we've got our Ryan is suspended from school for beating the absolute shit out of Oliver. <laughs> we start the episode out with Sandy having a, you know, dropping a light sand hammer on him, but, but like really trying yeah. to reach out to him. Yeah. We, we, we got like fucking 15 sand hammers yeah, in this do. episode. This is like a real, this is one of those little tack hammers and he's just kind of like, but he's like, I was like thinking, man, Sandy Cohen might be the best TV dad of all time. Um, he might be he might be a Hall of Fame TV actor. He, uh, he I, this episode in particular, I think all the actors on the show are good, uh, except for sometimes Misha Barton. But <laughs> he, he in this episode in particular, he is just above and beyond everybody else. You're like, man, he is this guy is an actor, you know. You you yeah. believe his character so much. Um, and I think he elevates the performances of all the other cast. I wonder if they felt that way when they worked with him, you know? He kind of, like, you can just tell that he, like, lets them be their character, you know? Because he believes it. He sells it, you know? Um, yeah, so we have this, and this is a recurring thing. We keep cutting back to Ryan <laughs> sequestered in the in the, uh, the the pool house. And they keep playing this eel song, I'm the Man, or whatever. Um, Thank you. I I gotta I gotta be honest. I I I don't ever want to give you a compliment, but I really appreciate you always naming the songs because I'm like listening to the song and I'm like, man, I hope Joey tells me which song this is because I really like it. Yeah. Well, the 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 first time I watched the series, the soundtrack was so important to me because it kind of opened up a new, it it opened me up to new music that I had never that I was not listening to at the time. You know a lot of the indie rock mm-hmm. stuff that that is on this so I'm I pay for really close attention to the soundtrack so you're you're welcome on that thanks for noticing um but I love the yep. eels and this is the second time an eels song has showed up in the OC cuz it was the uh, Saturday morning showed up in one of the episodes of, earlier in the season but um yeah so we keep kind of cutting back to him like you know watching paint dry you know just sitting there with his thoughts you know he's he's been told don't go back to mm-hmm. school you know, you're you're on suspension. We got to figure out if you're going to get expelled, which I can't imagine he would not get expelled for just <laughs> almost killing this kid. But whatever. Um, and we have obviously, uh, you know, we've got Oliver has is has got Marissa, and he's trying to manipulate her. You know, trying to get her, her to go away with him. Um, we have the the Seth Summer Anna triangle is is taking another turn where Seth is. Showing too much interest in Summer as a friend and ignoring Anna as a girlfriend, um, and and it is really heartbreaking, kind of the way he's treating her. Um, 
and I don't think he realizes it, but it is it sucks. And old great great old Sandy notices though, and it's just like quit being stupid, you know. Um, and then we have Julie is is redesigning the office because she's the new designer at the the Newport Group or whatever, and Cal is uh is is over it and over her. And then we have uh, we have like the like the whole gang realizing that Oliver isn't who he says he is, and like starts with Summer really. Um, but Summer kind of acts like she kind of knows the whole th- all along that he was kind of scummy, you know. And she she makes this uh, comment <laughs> that she's like, "Well, he got what she what he wanted, so why wouldn't he be happy?" You know. Um. She had some really good lines that made me go. That's why Summer's my is going to wind up being my favorite character, you know. Um, particularly dealing with. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Um, and uh, the other like noticeable person that that kind of has also kind of felt this way the whole time is now really being vocal about is Luke. You know, Luke's worried about Ryan. I have a lot of I have a lot of notes on Luke. He's he's worried about Ryan and he's worried about Marissa and he's not worried about Marissa because he wants to get back together with her. He's w- worried about yep. Marissa because he's genuinely appreciates her as a friend, and yep. he appreciates these people as his friend. You know that have accepted him now that his, you know his other friends have kind of excommunicated him because of his father. And I, I was sitting there tonight, and I was like, you know what? I think Luke right now at this point is my favorite character in this show. You know, he uh, says, uh, "Is is she still talking to me, or are you doing all her talking for her?" Yeah, that scene where he's he's sure. he tries to sit with them at lunch, and they're just you know Oliver's just being annoying, and he's he's not gonna just laugh it off. I saw I got here Luke Luke throwing bows. Luke just like he 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 drops his own sand hammer on that scene a couple with a couple lines, you know. Him coming in later saying, I got some friends at Pacific, you know, and then (laughs) and then he goes he goes to Pacific, right? We don't get that scene, but he comes back, he comes back to talk to Ryan at the house, and he comes in, he goes, I know a few guys from the water polo team over at Pacific. And he went over there, he went and played detective on Ryan's behalf. He did. You know, and it was then, incredible. And then he comes back a third time. Well, and then when he comes back, Ryan's like, "Well, I can't do anything about it," you know. And then Luke's like, "Well, I can," and he goes and does something about it. You know, he goes and warns. He Luke starts the chain reaction that that makes them finally get rid of Oliver. You know, yeah, he, he stands up for his friends. He looks out for his friends. He's being very loyal here in this way, and like it, it, his his character has grown more than any of the other characters. You know, um, totally. I like. I'm just. It's 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 funny because like the first watch, I never picked up on any of that. You know, I never like was a huge Luke fan, but I just I appreciate anytime he's on screen. He also had this awkward scene with uh. What's her name? You think it's awkward? Are you, is that you? Is Miss Robinson moment? Yeah, his Miss Robinson moment with Julie Cooper, which I think they played it pretty well. You know, um, it is this moment where they kind of like both look at each other and they're like, "Oh no," but uh, it, it is awkward. 
No, they they do not both go, uh, no, Julie Cooper turns Luke down. Yeah, but there's a moment where she's considering it. You can I know. see it. That's what I'm saying. Like, but she Cougar watch. She takes the high road and does what she's supposed to do, which is turn him down. You know, uh, and it's not it's not wow. Luke being predatory. It's just him being a high school boy and being you know, <laughs> you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, um, horny for Julie Cooper. Pretty much. That's another another title of the episode. Summer, you're looking pretty hot these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So in the um and and Sandy throughout the Ryan storyline just has some great lines, you know, and some great dad moments, some great sandhammers just on both him and Seth, you know. And uh there's there's a really good chemistry between uh Seth and Sandy. Um because there's that scene where they're both like uh Sandy's trying to tell Seth that he's being wrong to Anna and then Seth is like well is this about me or is this about Ryan and then he's like no it's about you but then they have Seth says he says he says he says because I'm your father and I'm responsible for you and if I see something we're going to talk about it yeah well he's frustrated cuz Ryan won't talk to him about things but then at the end of that conversation Seth has this moment where he's like well if this was about Ryan at all I think he'll come to you when he's ready to talk. And that's this kind of nice moment between them where Seth gets to kind of be supportive to Sandy in a way, you know? Um, Seth gets yep. to give Sandy advice and it's not to him being like uh, sarcastic or something, you know? He's, he's genuine in that. Um, we also have like a really good moment at the end of the episode after everything plays out where Seth... And Seth apologizes to Ryan for not having his back, you know? I, Yeah, but I, I called it. I've started to be able to kind of predict some of these moments. Yeah. And as Seth was apologizing to Ryan, which was a great moment. Yeah. Re- it was poignant. It was like we really f- were drawn in. And then I clicked. I go, he's going to immediately transition back to himself after he does this <laughs> apology. Yeah, well, that's what he does. <laughs> Yes, he is. But it was a nice moment for me because, like, in this episode, there's a point where I'm like, you know what? Like, Seth's right that Ryan shouldn't be doing this, like, stalkery stuff, but he's not backing his friend up, you know? He's not, he doesn't have his back. He doesn't say, well, you might be right about that, but but do it a different way. You know, he's just like, stop. Well, he did, no, 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 no. He did say, do it a different way. Yeah. He said, you're not going to, you know, when, when Ryan showed up at school. Yeah. Which was bad luck. Uh, it, it was just another one like, come on, dude. Are you trying? Like, what are you doing here? Quit being so headstrong. Yeah. Um, just bad, bad decisions. You you want, you want think Ryan's just going to start making some good decisions here at some point. And, he, and he, I guess he does at some point in the show. But he, he continues to, to do this. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, so anyway, we have we do have the final, you know, reckoning with Oliver and Oliver flips out and has a gun. We find out that Oliver's girlfriend is actually he's made her up and he's used the front desk clerk who used to babysit him as the name of you know, his what's the, what's the girlfriend's name? Natalie. Natalie. Um and uh you know, everything comes up to light and there's this great 
you know, OC <laughs> showdown with a gun, which happens multiple times in the show. Um, and <laughs> Seth gets to be the <laughs> somehow Seth. I mean, uh, somehow Ryan gets to be the uh, police negotiator in the in the scene. Um, but I guess it's like security, so it's not actually police officers. Obviously, wouldn't let him do that. But these are just security guys. Ty, but Ty, okay, let me ask you. Since we're on this, I mean, I'm saving some notes to come back to once you're done with your kind of like, you know, overall notes. But like, fuck it. When was the last time you saw a hotel security with guns? I don't know. That's a fancy hotel, so. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What uh, what kind of what kind of security you need in Newport Beach? I don't know. Yeah, that is pretty intense, but I, they just do things differently there. Fucking Maybe it's drew just, down on him. It's just when just just when Oliver's parents are out of town. So in what all, you? What? Go on. It's not worth it. In this whole conceit of this, I just no. Go ahead. What do you want? I got. 10 minutes on these fucking mall cops with guns, man. Okay, go ahead. Let it out. Now, what are they doing drawing down on Oliver, who's got a gun and clearly so suicidal? Like, he's yeah. trying to pull death by cop. Yeah, and they're rent-a-cops, so uh, they, shouldn't they just be calling the cops, the actual cops? Be uh, calling the cops! Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I mean, they on. just do things differently go there. On. So, are we so there's a lot of things we've been led to believe about Oliver, but like, so his parents actually are just out of town all the time. You know, well, you, you want to be around Oliver? No, I don't. But like, there's no, like, it just seems very implausible that this kid would be alone by himself like this in this way. Um, and also like, I just thought it was going to come out that he was actually older than he is or something. I, I don't know why I thought that, you know, I didn't remember how this ended. Um, I don't know, but there is no scene like with his parents showing up or anything, you know, there is no, there, he's just a mystery. Right. He has this whole background that we don't know about, you know, we ain't gotta get to know. I guess anymore. not. He's get the fuck out of here now. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of my shitty uh, recap. Sorry, I was kind of disjointed so on that. Shit. It's it, it's it's a no. Episode. You, I what? You've got it. You've got it. It's it, what I love about it is you always do the nice big broad strokes, and I just I just care about the little the little things. Yeah. So let's get into some like details. my two my two favorite things about this episode were Luke and Julie Cooper. Yeah. Not. Not Cougar Watch, although I'm here for Cougar Watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like uh that that scene where Julie Julie comes in, we we open the episode with uh Kirsten and, and Sandy eating lunch in her office and him saying he thinks he's you know made a mistake bringing Ryan home, whatever, yada yada yada. They're having this yeah. you know parent discussion. And then a bunch of movers come into the office and Julie's like, What are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. And then yeah. Cal shows up and she says, You guys want to come to lunch? We're celebrating my new position. And Sandy goes, Oh, I'm not going to touch that one. Yeah. The best thing I haven't written here, I have that note to you. The best thing is, Sandy's way off in the distance when he says that. He's way across the room and yeah. he's, they don't cut close to him. They just, he's far off in the distance and you can kind of hear it in the background. 
It's like he's just shouting it out from yeah. the background. It's it's so good. It's such a good line. It is so good. Yeah. It is so it good. Is good. Um, <clears throat> I noticed in the first half of this episode where Seth um, is wearing that black members only jacket. Yeah. He is, his hair has grown. Yeah. And he is making these jokes. Like when um, Summer and Marissa and Seth and Anna run into each other in the hallway, the very first day after Ryan's been suspended um, and they all kind of run into each other. And the way that, Seth handles that situation is he's so much more mature than when we met him. Yeah. Uh-huh. He, he's come he is. so far. Like we talk about, I mean, he's not necessarily changed. I think some of it is like they, they abandon some of that, like extra element of social awkwardness and anxiety pretty quickly into the run of the show where now we just take for granted that he's totally calm and comfortable making jokes, yeah. being the center of attention. Like he was not the center of attention. No, he, he has grown quickly, but I mean, he's allowed to be that way now because he does have friends now, you know, and he does have a girlfriend and he does have these things, you know, he, he definitely, I mean, developed he's, quickly, he but. definitely always had that potential too, but even his outfits are a little bit cooler than they were at the beginning. In the beginning, they were usually just like a polo shirt yeah. and a pair of chinos. Yeah. He's, he's but now he's cool. layering, you know, he's got all sorts of different like vintage vibes going on. And yeah. it was just like, man, he's really been built out suddenly. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. not suddenly, but su- it's a subtle development of him that I don't, I, I, I think it's just like, water that is boiling over a long period of time that you don't really notice. And then you look at it. I was like, man, I mean, granted these actors are, you know, in their twenties, but I was like, he's like a grown man now. He's like chill, you know, he's sure of himself. Um, And I think part of it is that it's not, it's not really been that big of a focus. His maturation in the beginning, it was about him having a friend. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then it was about him having a girlfriend. But it's it's never been about him becoming himself. It's yeah. not his show. Yeah. yeah. You know. I, I think um, I don't think I realized uh until the second watch how much he's not the main character, you know. Um right. I, I I kinda like take it for granted. I was just like, yeah, he's the main character. I mean, of course Ryan is too, but Ryan's the quiet one and like, but yeah, it is very much more about Ryan than it is about which it's supposed to be, you know, he's the fish out of water, but um, yeah, right. you're right. He, he, he has a lot of development. I mean, and he still falls short on things, but we have to give him, he's a high school kid, you know, and he makes mistakes like what he's doing to Anna, you know? Um, yeah, that was a, that was a, it was a tough, it was yeah. a tough watch for me because even though I'm team summer and I really like that moment in the previous episode, episode 17, yeah. where it was just the two of them and they mm-hmm. share that little moment together. And that kind of reawakened, you know, the, the kind of like destiny. I mean, the show deals with love as destiny a lot, Uh Um, especially with Ryan and Marissa, but um, Seth and Summer a little bit too. And, and, and um, it's just, it's a shame that we've got to go through this process of like Anna realizing that Seth has always been in love with Summer and he's always going to be, you know? Yeah. I mean, Um, I, I've, and, in yeah, I've been that person in relationships in my life, you know, <laughs> that person that wants yeah. so badly to be with this person, but they're just like their eyes on something else, you know, 
Um, and, and you, the, the feeling of like not being enough or, you know, like, why is everything so great? Why is it not great? You know? Um, sure. I don't know. Yeah. It was, it was kind of tough. Uh, do you really like that Sandy stands up for it? Sandy and Anna and Sandy and Summer have two different relationships, you know? And it's interesting to see how they play that. Sandy really respects yeah. Anna and he doesn't disrespect Summer, but he respects Anna in this way where I think he realizes that Anna's a little too mature for uh these high school boys, you know? Yeah. Um she's just kind of like found herself kind of leaving them behind in a way and they're trying to catch up and uh I think Sandy realizes that, you know, and has compassion. She's for from her. Pittsburgh. Yeah. I do love that when they had their little talk in the the kitchen or whatever. She, Sandy's like, "Death Cab's a band, yes." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ryan staring at Julie Cooper in the backyard is a great reveal as she folds down the newspaper. You know. Yeah. And he's trying to he's trying to get that uneasy alliance with her, and, and she finishes the conversation with, "The boy who lives in the pool house is warning me about the boy who lives in the penthouse." Yeah. It's like classic Julie. It's a great showdown. They've had these similar showdowns before. This is another one. Um, but it, it ends with them both having respect for each other in this way. You know, like Julie snipes at him, but you, yeah. she leaves the conversation and she does what Ryan tells her to do, which is find out about this yep. kid. So there is this yep. level of mutual respect that we have kind of referenced before about how, you know, Julie's from a place very much like, like Ryan, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And, and Riverside, she doesn't want she doesn't want people to remember that you know, and that's why Ryan bothers her so much. You know, is because it reminds yeah. her of that. But yeah, that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, Melinda Clark continues to be just a really good actress to play a villain like this. You know, um, mm-hmm. she she she's she's uh, y- you care enough about her, you don't you don't just hate her. He, she's she's so irritating at times, but that you you have she's she's compelling. She's compelling, and and you have uh, you feel bad for her at times when when like things like Cal breaking up with her through Kirsten, which is you know Cal's just a spineless. Well, way to step on my next note. What? Do you have a minute? I have exactly one. It's about Julie. Close the door. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to break up with her? I knew you'd understand. <laughs> yeah. What Cal is just so he's that that guy, that rich asshole that like just does not have any regard for other people, you know? Yeah. He um I, I did like, and I don't know if you noticed this, but you know, when we when when Julie was married to Jimmy. Yeah. And we talked about this. She was steady in them velour sweatsuits. Yeah, she was. Now she's got this whole like professional woman wardrobe. Yeah. Now she's she's not dating a criminal anymore. <laughs> Speaking of Jimmy, how come we didn't get updated on the lighthouse this week? He's out. He's in there doing renovations, man. All right, he's fine. overseeing the renovations. There's there's only so much First, we can jam into an episode. This week was the first time we saw passive aggressive Ryan, and I don't like it. It's not a good look for him. He was laying in the bed when Seth invited him to watch Summer read comic books yeah. for the first time. He's like, "Why don't you invite Oliver?" Yeah. Well, I that think that's a, a that's a little snipe at Seth being so like willing to say Oliver's probably not that bad of a guy, you know? I know, but it's passive aggressive, and yeah, it's not it's, a good look for Ryan. Yeah, it's not. But he's you Ryan know. needs to brood. 
True. Well, there was still a lot of brooding in there. So. <laughs> there was a lot of brooding. Yeah. Um, I really, I really like that little moment of Sandy looking down with contempt on Ryan as Ryan's in the driveway trying to talk to uh, Marissa <laughs> after she escapes. He just, he just, it's, it's just a band. It's a sand hammer with just a look. Yeah. Yes. Just from the distance. It's, it's like, it's like principal Skinner in the Simpsons going pathetic. <laughs> He's just like, mm. <laughs> just judging from that roof, just judging from the balcony. Uh, <clears throat> I have a question for you. Yeah. The guy that plays Oliver. Yeah. Making the choice to, to in the second time now to hit himself in the head as he's freaking out. Is this good acting or bad acting? I think it's good acting because he is portraying a sociopath and they do things that are over the top and ridiculous with that. You should go. Uh, and he's a narcissist, you know, but they, they do things like that which you would think if a human being did that in front of me, I would say, what is, holy shit, I'm leaving right now, you're crazy. But because he's wrapped up Marissa so much, she sees that as like a, a an actual thing she needs to be worried about, you know? So I thought it was pretty good acting, actually. I think it's, it's, it's the actor portraying a character that is acting, you know? That's my opinion. I think he's he's showing out to try to get a reaction from her, which he does, you know. He's manipulating her. Yeah, sure. I just just really you, over the top. You didn't think Yeah, I mean that guy's character is over the top, but I think that's I think that's what he's, they told him to do. He's so know? good when he plays subtle. Yeah. Yeah, when he's like true but, he's truly chilling at times when he's like very subtle and very like the true self of but I think that's the point, is that the yeah. true him only comes out a couple times in in our in all these episodes, you know. But I feel like true him is the is the subtle guy, not the over the top guy. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay, okay. He's okay, the okay, subtlety, okay. like the the lines that he has that are really chilling, or when he lets the the shield down and shows Ryan who he really is, because he's like, well, no one's gonna believe him. Well, I can show him who I am because no one's gonna believe Ryan, you know. Yeah. Um, I th- I think he's I think he did a pretty good job with it with a, a final note character yeah give me the keys <laughs> give me the keys give me the keys I'll drive I'll drive Sandy just super dad just boy yeah what a great I mean that that wasn't my originally my final note my final note was. Hallie's fucking hotel security guys got guns, but like, you know. <laughs> well, so there's there's a degree of suspension of disbelief in a soap opera that we have to uh, you know we have to just overlook. But yeah, that, that scene was just a little bit like with Ryan talking him down, like, uh, what if he just killed himself right there? What would have happened? You know? <laughs> like, yeah. Whose responsibility? Yeah. Well yeah. You let this this sixteen year old talk to i don't know whatever i think this i think this was a really good episode the the luke's like luke's standing up for his friends was like something that like i thought was great and i feel like they're i mean other than anna being put out it feels like the friend group is kind of like appreciating each other again um yeah which is what which i what i like about the show i love these characters and i want to spend time with them enjoying each other you know 
Um, I, I do feel really bad that Anna Anna's the odd person out now, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it's just how it goes, I guess. But yeah, I, I thought it was a pretty interesting episode. I'm glad this storyline is wrapped up, though. <laughs> I'm, I was kind of over it, you know. I'm not sure it is. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, there you go. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna say anything yeah. more. I'm just. I I think we're. I think we've seen the last of Oliver, but I don't think we've seen the last of the uh, effects of Ryan's decisions. For oh his own yeah, life. I'm sure. I'm sure we haven't. But this arc is over with. Um, yeah. Well, you got anything else? Nah, man. That's yeah, fun. That was a two, almost a two and a half hour episode here. So yeah, it was good. Oh God. <laughs> People should be so lucky. They should. All right. I guess, uh, you can check us out on, uh, Spotify or anywhere else that you can find our podcast. We have a website, IOLTOS.com. Shout out to the Oatmeal Conspiracy for doing our music as always. And shout out to Clave for being Clave. I love Clave's uh, little little random comments in that uh that Instagram thread. He just posts up the most weird shit and I love it. Um <laughs> in reaction to what these other dudes are going on about. So it's it's pretty great. Um and uh yeah. We'll Email us at I only like their old stuff at gmail.com. Yeah, do that. It's been dry lately, so at least even Jake. Right. We'll take another email from Jake. Whatever. <laughs> Even Jake. <laughs> I'm going to have to add Jake to that. I don't know yeah, you should. I, don't, I, I think you should. Um, yeah, I guess we out. You just enjoyed another episode. We'll see you next time. Have a good night.